Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Elite Rugby Banter. It's a podcast about rugby where we banter on an elite level, um, but not always and probably not today because we are short-staffed while well, we're running on a, a skeleton staff, let's say. Uh, as you can tell by the sound of my not-Adam voice, I'm not Adam. Uh, this is Alex and I am the backup pod commissioner for the day. Adam, I think you're is the, playing you're tennis. The, you're, you're the backup backup pod commissioner because yeah. Matt is the backup if God that, so I, I'm fourth choice eh? I don't think you are Pretty sure I think you uh, well uh, Ben is here as you can tell but uh, Ben I think I think you you generally I don't know why I'm doing this why when did we decide that I was supposed to be hosting this episode I know, you, <laughs> you just took the you just took the raise Alex I was like oh fuck I, I don't want to do it uh, okay, well, Ben and I are tied, tied third choice for hosting, um, so you get you with the third stringers. Uh, ben, how's everything in sunny Mauritius? Good, it, it was a nice, pleasant, sunny day today. Um, we we are trying to sleep train James, well, like, the, teach him to self, teach him to self-settle. Well, the problem is, like, with a baby, like, babies don't, like, obviously there are lots of problems with a baby, but... Yeah. They don't know how to go to sleep. Like you have to, you know, like rock them or shush them or whatever. Okay. So you have to, like, you have to like teach them to just, you know, you, like you, you just go to the bed, you close your eyes, you yeah. have your anxiety for the day or whatever, then you drift off. Yeah. Like, um, but babies don't have that. So we're trying to teach them how to do that, but that pretty much involves just putting them in the cot and letting them cry mm. until he falls asleep, and then like eventually he learns more and more. Eventually, he kind of figures out okay what's the point of crying i might as well just fall asleep okay well, but yeah so if any if anyone listening has any sleep training tips please please hit me up like you know it's, <laughs> yeah. tweet tweet, tweet it's ben pre- with your baby training tips um, yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty emotional i would like um we also have a ringer in the form of phil hello phil hello um as you can hear phil is is using subpar equipment that's because I still have his headset, um, but we will struggle on. Uh, Phil, do you have any baby training tips for Ben? I have exactly no baby training tips. Uh, I'm sorry, Ben. I'm yeah. useless. All right. Well, we're not off to a good start. That's but... excellent. Because do, do you know? Do you know what? As a, as a rule, I don't tra- take baby training tips for people from people who don't have babies. That's probably or a have good. Never had good babies. So yeah, like I, I feel it's a. That's a I good feel rule. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a fair rule. I think that's okay. That, yeah. that, that wouldn't be unfair discrimination, I don't think, if you got sued for it. No. Um, okay, Phil, yeah. how is the weather in Plumstead? Weather is pretty good. I've been out most of the day, but right now it's blue and sunny, and yeah, for a winter's day, it's as good as it can be. Sounds good. Sounds fantastic. I haven't been outside. Oh, I did. I went outside earlier this morning to walk the dog. Um, I am. And the weather was fine. Okay, um, well, now that we've got the Oxbridge pleasantries out the way, um, we've got a little bit of news, we'll get through that first, and then we'll chat about the Curry Cup results, then we'll get into our Rugby Championship preview, we're going to do a couple of things, we're first going to uh, put together a, 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 the starting 15 for each country based purely on fantasy for the year, and then after that we're going to talk a little bit more realistically about uh, like who we actually expect to be like the A-team. Uh, and then we'll finish off with our, our Super Brew as usual. So, getting to the news. Um, news broke this morning. We'll go it, we'll go backwards. So, we'll work from today backwards to early in the week. Because um, that makes sense. 
Tanya Latupo is with the Wallaby squad in Johannesburg and he was mugged uh, last night I guess I think it was around like half past nine at night in Santon um, so you know he wasn't exactly like in the middle of nowhere or anything like that but he was on his way back to the hotel from a front row dinner it sounds like so all the front rows there were like all nine front rowers went out to some poor restaurant and just decimated them and then um, can you imagine how much that is god you imagine yeah like I wonder where they went actually like I reckon <laughs> they, oh, I'll tell you they, they went to there's a I think it's a butcher's block in Mandela yeah, Square yeah, or yeah. There, there, there is one that like I think they have like 30 different animals on the menu or something <laughs> like well, I reckon they went there today they probably and they had all 30 of them yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they went through the entire menagerie. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, so <laughs> Sir, the ba- the barn owl was excellent. <laughs> yeah, was a joke of Stephen Fry's or was or like Jeremy Clarkson. Like, yeah. Would you like some puffin grated over that, sir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, so they were wandering back. Uh, you know, the the nine of the nine of the biggest men in the southern hemisphere, and some brave man decided to snatch Tanya Tupu's uh, phone from out of his hand and make a run for it. And he was relying on them being slow of wit, slow of foot. Of foot. And they, yeah, it took them sufficiently long enough to realize what had happened. Uh, they actually did end up chasing the guy down, but he jumped into a car. And uh, Tongan Thor, being Tongan Thor, sort of half dived and all like reached into the car to try and get his phone back and ended up getting a couple of scratches or cuts or some mild flesh wounds on his arm as a, as a, as a thanks for his effort so anyway um yeah look it's it it, it wouldn't be a story if it wasn't Tongan Thor if it wasn't an international rugby player right um sure. it's but that's also bad because you know if you're going to get mugged for your phone outside like a pretty fancy hotel in Santon, like where, where the fuck, like that's bad, right? Like, you know, <laughs> you know, where, where the fuck, where the fuck is safe if yeah. pretty much the safest area of the Cape Town, uh, like fucking 135 kg oaks are getting their phones taken off. Yeah, them. yeah. Uh, so not not the best advertisement for Johannesburg or for South Africa generally, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's yeah, but but uh, yeah. Ben? Sorry. Um, on the lighter side, I know we were talking about this in the group, but um, Maga, if you are listening, go, go fucking give Rassi your CV because you yeah. you're strong enough to wrestle a phone out of prop, hmm. out of prop's hands, but then you're quick enough to outrun him. <laughs> yeah. So like, and smart and enough then, to come up with. Yeah, it. Then, yeah. You, then you have the, the yeah, smarts to jump into a car as well. Yeah. Like we, we could we could be looking at the ideal sort of um, uh, open side flank here. I think so. Yeah, because he. He, he obviously saw the situation and like you don't just steal a phone from one guy in a crowd of nine unless you've got a plan so he's a he's a planner this guy um, oh, he, he's precision <laughs> in the breakdown like yeah. guy, Jenny, do you think it's all Rose? <laughs> <laughs> it could be that's all Rose that's not oh well yeah. <laughs> but it, maybe he's evolving because like he's like his yeah, last like, like, like fuck yeah, like, like your first crime isn't perfect exactly, everyone knows yeah. that <laughs> and, like, and, and I think we all knew like that was just him getting a taste for it, right? So now <laughs> he's got a taste for man flesh. <laughs> that that would be a real sort of a, re, a, a funny sort of serial criminal. Like, yeah, I only I only like 
do rugby related crimes. Like maybe next he's gonna bust into Ellis Park and I don't know, steal some copper wire or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, so bad luck Tanya Tupo. I hope he gets his his phone back soon. Um yeah. Then... <laughs> Alec, there's no way now he's getting his phone back. No, but yeah. I mean, you know these days you just buy a new one and re- reinstall all your apps and it's all it's like it's like it never left. No, well no. No, like, like the cloud will, the cloud will protect him. Yeah. Unfortunately all his his um his home videos of him bullying JP Smith are, are probably lost. I don't know if he backed those up. Maybe that's how we can track him. Maybe if we see any heavy uh like JP Smith bullying YouTube posts we could <laughs> yeah. like they could they could reverse engineer like yeah. a like a search and hunt the guy down. If this was CSI that would one hundred percent happen. Like that that's what would be necessary yeah. for them for the episode to be resolved. They'd have to have some kind of stupid lead like that. Um alright. Anyway, so moving on from CSI Santon. Um uh some big news this week with the Kings. Uh they are in nearing the final processes or stages of their appointment process for the new coach. Uh, I've lost the news story, but basically, nah, I found it again. Basically, they have a shortlist of um, possible head coaches, which includes Steve Jackson, who I'm quickly going to Google. Steve Jackson, American game designer. <laughs> That's up to that one. That's not that well, one. Well, I know. Like, hold on, hold on. He, he could be the, the, the mythical man who designed Rugby 08. No, he designed <laughs> Storm Slayer, uh, Scorpion Swamp, and, and the, card, the card game Munchkin. Oh, Munchkin. Munchkin. Yeah, so it's pretty nice. Is Munchkin... I don't, I've never heard of I don't, I don't know these. No, they're they're, they're quite niche. But then again, the Kings are pretty niche, so... Uh, but anyway, yeah. so I think it's safe to say it's not Steve Jackson, American game designer, but it could be Steve Jackson, British game designer. Has he got something like Skyrim at least? Uh, uh, he's got the Troll Tooth Wars. No, wait, that's a book. Sorry. Um, video games. Circle of Blood, 1996. Oh. Ooh, oh, he, he, he did the movies. The movies. Have you guys ever played that? No. Oh, it's quite good actually. It's like The Sims. Oh, it's like it's, yeah, it's like Sims, and you have like studios and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, you make like a movie studio. Uh, highly recommended. No, that's a de- that's a decent game. Yeah. Well done, Steve Jackson. Okay, well, good. It's good to see that he's yeah he's going from strength to strength. Multi-talented. Just on the off chance that that it isn't him, let me let me just add rugby to the search. Steve Jackson, <laughs> uh, assistant coach of the Blues. Okay. Is that... Okay, fair enough. Uh, maybe it's him. Maybe it isn't. Uh, Cornel Fanzale. He's also uh, an option. Cornel Fanzale. He's South African-born Italian former rugby union footballer who played at Locke. He's coaching for the Cheetahs. He's a coach of the Cheetahs. Then there's uh, Rory Duncan. And he's currently the head coach of Worcester Warriors. Oh, that um, seems a bit of a step down. It does yeah. seem a bit like a step down. Um, I but, think you might want to come home. Yeah. 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 But, but he's from Durban. So Much closer to home than Worcester. Yeah, but you're going you to have to live in Port Elizabeth. I don't know. Port Elizabeth is but the reason the reason why it's a big news story is because the fourth candidate is none other than Peter Peter de Villiers, um, Pete Devi, 
and he's looking for a job after ending on seemingly acrimonious terms with uh, the the Zimbabwean rugby union. So I got distracted because Rodi's destroyed a pot plant. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Peter de Villiers, he's the he's got to be the favourite for the, the king's job, I think. Um, and honestly, like, say what you want about him, like maybe you think he was a really shit Springbok coach, but. You, like surely you'd have to think he'd be a good candidate for like a Pro 14 slash Curry Cup position, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think like... he deserves a chance yeah, based uh, on his... But that's a long time ago also. He hasn't done anything good for how many years? But now? is that his fault? Like no one's well, giving him he, a chance. He, but who was he? He was involved with Cape Tech or something, yeah. was he? Yeah, uh, I think it was... Um, UWC. Yeah, it was UWC. Yeah, University UWC. of Western Cape. But like again, like that's yeah. not a prestigious team. Like I don't know. Like I don't think. No, you, I don't think. No, I'm, I'm just. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to kind of track him since. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was UWC. Sort of. Then there was somewhere else before he went to Zimbabwe, where he was like a little bit. I don't know. He's had some issues, right? So family stuff kept him a bit distracted, and it, yeah, I don't blame. I don't necessarily blame someone for for like struggling to give your everything to like Zimbabwe. Um whereas, yeah, well, like, also when you when your when your daughter has cancer, like Yeah, okay, exactly. So you but, know, like what, but, what are you gonna prioritize really? Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking that like the the King's job could be really good with him. Like it's you know, they're not they're not the bulls or anything, but like they've got a budget, they've got facilities, they've got like a new board of directors or whatever. So it feels like the kind of place where he could settle down and get like three or four seasons under his belt and maybe just re rediscover his joy for coaching and and maybe salvage his reputation, which is unfairly in tatters. Anyway, so we, we will await... Presumably as well, he'll be given a fair amount of like autonomy. Yeah. Because I think that like if you like the, the comments coming from Beast Book were like, oh, he was just sort of like a, like a figurehead or whatever. Yeah, a bit of a puppet, yeah. And I think this will prove, because obviously he won't. Mm. I don't think he'll have a team around him telling him what to do, for good or for bad. So, yeah, like, cool. if like any success or failure he has will really be on, on him. Mm. Yeah. I would still be very surprised if they do choose him, though. I think, um, just given things, I think they'll go for someone else. But we'll see. Mm. I think they'll go for him. I think the, the Kings strike me as the kind of union that would be a bit provocative about something like this. Um, I think they might do it also just to get this sort of get a bit of attention. Mm. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, okay. yeah. But yeah, so we we'll we wait with no, but, but breath. I genuinely think because that's sort of the problem with Pro 14 that no one really cares. Yeah. And doing shit like this, you raise your profile. I, I also yeah. think I think that they should try sign someone like Julian Severe or Bastero or like fucking Dan Carter or something as well, just to. Mm. Well, don't you know they got Dimitri Captain Phillips? Yeah, Catrakulis is back. I mean, he's like that second to Dan Carter in terms of life. <laughs> I mean, he, he is, but... he is, he is second to like Hayden Parker in terms of kicking accuracy. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the Greek god. Yeah. Alright, um, speaking of gods, Bowden Barrett. Bowden Barrett is confirmed. To, he's leaving the Hurricanes. He's signing with the Auckland Blues for uh, Super Rugby and onwards. Um, let me see the details are uh, it's uh, for the next four years it's a four year deal but he apparently is taking a sabbatical for the beginning of next year so we're not going to see him for the first half I think of Super Rugby 
but when we do see him, it's not going to be in a, a gold Hurricanes jersey. It's going to be in the blue of the Blues. So, bit of an odd decision. I think like uh, everyone kind of knew he was on the move, but I think most people, I don't know, maybe thought he was going to head north after the World Cup. And it just seems a little bit strange because the Blues are probably the best stocked New Zealand team in terms of fly halves. They've got Stephen Perifetto, who was their starter in 2018 and was excellent and then didn't play a minute in 2019. And then Otero Black, who was Bowden Barrett's uh, backup at the Canes, right? Um, and then Harry Plummer. Who Harry had, Plummer. Harry Plummer had a very successful Mitre 10 Cup last year. And then I would say was was pretty good for the Blues this year when he played. So they've got three very good fly halves right off the back. Not very good, but like, you know, franchise fly halves. Like any, any one of them. Capable. Yeah, any, any one of them can play on the day and, and not embarrass himself. And with Milani Nana, I was expecting maybe to see Plummer at 10 or Black at 10 and um, Perifetta at fullback. Now it seems like we're going to see Barrett at 10, probably Perifetta still at fullback, but now you've got guys like Otero Black and Harry Plummer who by all rights should be I don't know sort of maybe starting their World Cup 2023 uh, or what is it 2024 no 2023 2023 sorry um, 2023 journey you know like trying to start establishing themselves with the long term vision and like how do you do that with with Barrett with someone like Bowden Barrett there Um, yeah so I don't know it seems like one of those guys would be wise to to find a way out, um, but I'm saying it's yeah, that, or, or, or possibly to, no, I think or it's possibly to the Hurricanes because, yeah, yeah, because yeah, this this is just what we were talking about. Like this is the kind of thing which central contracting should prevent. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe one of those guys is already leaving. We just don't know about it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's that that bad of a decision for the Blues, but like. I don't know. It just seems it's a, it's a bit like when the like when the Stormers were going to get Kerwin Bosch, right? Or when there was all that news about it, and it, it okay, so yeah. it turned out to be false. But yeah, that's an improvement for the Stormers, and it's an upgrade for Kerwin Bosch. But in terms of the bigger scheme of things, that the Lions need him more, so and the Sharks need him more because they're losing Robert Dupree. So it just seems inefficient. Yeah, well, if you if you think about it, okay, so. Hypothetically, say say Barrett is a hundred a hundred out of a hundred fly half. I know he has this week, but just say, for this argument, yeah. okay. And then you say a guy like um, Stephen Perifet is maybe a maybe like an eighty-five. Then okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, if we're using yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, if you're using this, and then um, so 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 the Blues have gained fifteen, right. and, you know, air quotation points from this. Right. You you think that that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the but, way I see but it. But I would, I would say the Hurricanes of um, Fletcher Smith is probably about a, a sixty out of a <laughs> yeah, hundred. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so it's like, so it's like the Blues have, the Blues have gained fifteen, but yeah. the Hurricanes have lost forty. Yeah. So there's a net loss for the for the. New so New Zealand rugby has suffered a net loss from yes. this move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think we'll definitely see the Hurricanes trying to recruit someone because you can't. Into a season uh, back in place, just not surely. And I mean, so well, the we, one, the one. Well, we, we must talk about the the Maori All Blacks as well. Sorry, while well, I'm thinking about Fletcher Smith yeah. choking. <laughs> yeah, Fletcher yeah, Smith at fullback. How did that go? <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I would say that if I was the Canes, I would have said, oh, you know, it's not the end of the world. We're losing Bowden Barrett, but you know, we've still got Geordie Barrett, 
and he said a lot that he wants to play Flav. Maybe that's the idea. Like maybe we play Jordy Barrett at Flav. But Jordy Barrett's also out of contract. And he's been saying like there's been a ton of chatter online about where Jordy's going. Apparently he there was a rumor first of all that he he was all but confirmed for the Crusaders, um, which would make a lot of sense because he he played his university rugby there and started his pro career rugby there um, before moving to the Canes. But again, like do, do they need him? Like they, if he wants to play ten, obviously Moanga's got it wrapped up. If he wants to play twelve instead of Crotty, who's going? Then where does that leave Braden Enor and Jack Goodhue? If he wants to play 14 or 15, where does that leave someone like Sylvia Reese and uh, David Havili? So that whichever way you, you slice it, that that move would have made would have probably left Will Jordan on the bench, but not not even well, it's, not it's, even on the bench. It's, it's, it's another it's another net loss for New Zealand right? It is. It's a huge net loss. So that that seems to have gone off the boils. But now that Broden signed for the Blues. There's now rumors saying that Jordy might sign with the Blues for the Blues as well, and again the Blues would be like, oh sweet, we can upgrade from our like, let's say Perifetta's like an 85 fullback or whatever, to use your example, Jordy's probably like a 92 fullback or something, so they're still yeah, that's an even smaller little game though. But but then again, like if you're playing Fletcher Smith at 10, are you now playing like James Marshall at fullback for the Hurricanes? Like, or I don't know. Yeah, what. like the Hurricanes lose big, but yeah. maybe, maybe if um, Perifeta could play twelve, then. But then, what do you do with like Marnonu and Sonny Bill Williams? I think Marnonu's going. Yeah, but then I don't know. Just like the whole just thing. Yeah, yeah, no, it just, just seems like it doesn't seem clever. Yeah, and if like if it was me, if I if I had if this was like a franchise mode in like Rugby Manager 2019 or whatever, I would be sending Bowden probably to. Like, in fact, I'd probably send both of them. No, I'd send Bowden to the Chiefs, <laughs> and then let Damien McKenzie play fullback, and Solomon Alamalo play wing. Uh, maybe, and then I think I'd send Jordy to like the Highlanders, and let him play. Let him replace Ben Smith. Ben Smith, yeah. yeah. Um, you just want Jordy to go back to Dunedin hey, and like walk into random people's houses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like never ending entertainment. <laughs> we can, if like part of the deal, part of the deal is that he wears, he wears a GoPro at all times, and then we just have like this web series <laughs> of like, where's Jordy going? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know too much about New Zealand. So if you're listening, Nicola, please forgive me. But um, from what I've gathered. Auckland, sort of where it's happening. That's sort of like the big cool city, huh? Um, it's yeah. the big city for sure. Okay, well, the big city. Yeah. And then Dunedin is like farmers, basically. And Gosh. students, yeah. And students, they got like the. And like, and, the and then what 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 is Wellington like? Because maybe it's more like a lifestyle move. They're just like you know I'm sick of you know. Could be. The I same think... the same four restaurants all the time or whatever. Mm. I think Christchurch and Auckland is like more where it's at. Um, I don't know about Wellington. I really don't know. Actually, it's this is all just <laughs> guesswork. So someone, someone, after you give me baby advice, teach us <laughs> about New Zealand cities, please. Yeah, tell us where you want to like. Yeah, what's where's the well, vibey? What's the vibey city in New Zealand? I know that yeah, Wellington's definitely bigger than Christchurch, but it's smaller than Auckland. But that's about all I know. Because, like, cause like, for all we fucking know, Bowden's girlfriend, or fiancé, wife now, hey, 
Mm. Has maybe she's just got a job there. Well, her family's in Auckland. That was the big thing why he wants to go to Auckland. Oh, okay. So, that that's the biggest thing. I oh, think. Okay. You you withheld this information for long enough to do, make us. Do, do 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 you think she do you think she's a plant from the blues? They're like, okay, make him love you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like really. It's been a we we should send some Macy's after fucking Jordi and Severis and Will Jordan and stuff. We 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 gotta bring them to Pretoria. Maybe we've tried. We're just not very good at it. Can we just leave a trail of KFC? Jordi will Jordi will find us eventually. Wasn't it McDonald's? Uh, uh, McDonald's whatever. Nuggets. <laughs> okay. Um, well, so yeah, Jordi, Jordi after Taniela Tupou gets attacked, what chance does fucking Jordi Barrett have? Like, drunk, wandering around the streets. Like, he's definitely going to get mugged, guys. And he's not even... Like, he, he he's can't. Not he's not... Quicker. He's not even quicker than Tupou. He's, like, the same speed. Yeah, he's he's got nothing like like if if the the future the future Springbok open side can can mug Tupo, he can definitely mug. <laughs> yeah. him. Like Jordy won't Jordy won't be wearing shoes by the end of it. Like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Well, let's get on to some good news. Um. Ahead of the Rugby World Cup, there's been an announcement from the Tongan side that Nasi Manu is uh planning to. Uh, finish off his inspirational test comeback by appearing for Tonga at the World Cup. Nasi Manu, you'll remember, was captain or co-captain w- uh, for the Highlanders for quite a long time. Um, and, and when they won. Yes, including when they won the, the Super Rugby title. So he's he, like a bit of a... He was a beast. Can we... He wasn't... Like, I think it's fair to say that he wasn't like super talented. But he was just like... Uh, I don't know, like he was talismanic. He's like a classic talismanic leader. Um, he was good at fantasy as well. Yeah, because he just like played he hard. Just like he rack did rack everything. Up, he, he just he did the right shirt. Up. Did he yeah. catch lineouts? What was his key? Like I don't know. I think he, yeah, he, he I think he did jump at the lineouts, but he just carried a lot. So he was almost like a less athletic version of like Amanaki Mafi, where he just gets through tons yeah, and tons but, but, of work. But like, but more but more hardworking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and more hot. Yeah, and a nicer guy for yeah. sure. It seems like. Do you know who we should ask about it? We should ask our we should ask our good mate Adam Thompson about him. Yeah, I'm sure he's got uh, a few Nasi Manu stories. But anyway, Nasi Manu is coming off the back of yeah. uh, testicular cancer diagnosis, um, and spent most of this year undergoing chemotherapy. So he wasn't able to to take up his his position for uh, Bennett and Treviso in the Pro 14. Um, but he. He was then named this week in Tonga's 30-man squad for the Pacific Nations Cup. And if that goes well for him, then we could see him at the Rugby World Cup, and that would be pretty phenomenal. Um, he could join uh, Aaron Cruden, I guess, as... Uh, as Christian the... Liliofano? Oh, yeah, sorry, that's who I was thinking of. Christian Liliofano. I was like, fuck, Aaron Cruden. <laughs> yeah, he did as well. Aaron Cruden also yeah, came That would be a hell of a bolter, though, if Aaron Cruden suddenly made it into the All Black squad. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> tell you what, Would though. you rather go for oh, Aaron Cruden go for, like, Fletcher Smith? Fletcher Smith yeah. <laughs> no, 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 definitely go for Cruden. Definitely go for Cruden. To, to, to be honest, Aaron Cruden or Josh Ioni? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But anyway, okay, so let's move on. Um, but, yeah. There's another yeah, last bit of player news. is Stefan Armitage, who was at one point widely considered to be the, one of the best players in Europe, um, I think. And there was a bit of controversy, I think, because he was one of the first top English players to go to uh, France. France yeah. And um, 
uh, they, there was like all sorts of debate about whether they should still select him for the England team. Uh, and anyway, so he's he's got a bit of a sort of I don't know, maybe a bit of a bad boy reputation. But uh, latest on Stefan Armitage is that he has been picked up by San Diego Legion, which is a major league rugby franchise. So he's going to be playing in the U.S. next year, um, and that's pretty cool. Like picking up big names like that is exactly how I would imagine the U.S. gain gain a bit of popularity in rugby. Um, yeah, so I'm interested to see if this is like a bit of a snowball effect with a few more a few more sort of former test players moving to the US as their kind of retirement plan because uh, of course you know he's, yeah I mean he's, he's following the steps of uh, Matthew Busterud right so he's not the first and, and, and Matt Turner who's a former um, seven star for England he's been playing for the last few years for Seattle uh, Seawolves didn't, didn't he used to play he used to play for UCT didn't he yes he was honestly, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was honestly one of the one of the best finishers I've seen at like varsity cup level rugby. He is, well, he was unbelievably quick. Like, yeah, he had like cold, like Cheslin Colby level sort of agility and acceleration, and um, like the speed. I don't want to say it's like Siabella Sonatla, but honestly, it wasn't that far away. He was crazy quick. Um, anyway, so enough of me. Um, uh, um just. Just something on in terms of like through my you know my my wanderings, I have met a few American people, okay. and a lot of them seem to say the the lifestyle is actually very similar to the lifestyle in South Africa, mm. and like I think the Australian lifestyle is quite similar. So I, I would argue if unless you want the experience, obviously, if you sort of sitting there you know as a South Africa, say someone like. Maybe even someone say like like Malcolm Marks, okay? And you you've got you've got three contracts in front of you. You've got a contract from a French team, a Japanese team, and an American team. Hmm. You would probably take you would probably take the American one because you know you 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 don't have to learn a new language. The country is quite similar. You know, it's not going to be a massive cultural shock as opposed to. Um, Going to Japan or going to going to France or going to Italy or whatever. Obviously, going to England would probably be pretty similar. Mm. But, but yeah, so I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we start start seeing South Africans going over too. Like, mm. I mean, it's also I'm trying to think of what all the teams are. Um, there there was definitely a Texas-based one, right? Or yeah, or the Houston. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, no, Austin Austin Elite. Yeah. Austin Elite, because yeah. Houston, Houston's in Arizona, I think. Um, no. Is it, is, is, is there a Houston, Texas? There might be a Houston, there's, there's, Arizona no, as well. They like two, that. Yeah, yeah, there's two. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, um, and then there's there's New Orleans Gold. Yes. And there's a New York yeah. so, so, Rugby so United or something. Like, and then there's, there's, there's cool places. Like, it would be... Like, how fucking cool would it be to be, like, a pro athlete in New York? But you're not, a, you're not like a... Like a New York Yankee or a Nick or some Knicks or something, or so you don't get recognised. Uh, but you got like the money, right? You got a fair bit of money, so you can live in like a nice apartment in Central New York and just like have a bit of a lifestyle because it's a fucking cool place. I, I think I've never been there, but it sounds cool. And yeah, it just seems like you can have it both ways. Sorry guys, I, I dropped out. And... Are you back, Ben? Yeah. We we lost Ben. Um, okay. No, no, I'm, I'm here. Oh, okay, welcome back. 
Anyway, so yeah, uh, oh. we'll move on. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's we're definitely going to see it becoming a lot more of an attractive destination. And like, which e with each star that they add, they're going to increase their revenue, which means that they got more money to spend on getting the next guy right. So that's how these things develop. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The last bit of news we have, uh, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, I can't find the story now, but basically there was, I guess there was a proposal from someone at World Rugby to adopt what is known as the 50-22 rule. And Jake was White... It? Um, was it a... I don't know if it's a proposal or if it's just someone thought of it or I don't know. But anyway, just it's made the news because an idea. So, so someone someone's trying to rival me for big ideas. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Jake Jake White has cottoned onto someone's big idea. Uh, Jake White, if you don't know, he won the World Cup in 2007 coaching the Springboks, um, and hasn't mentioned it since. But he's saying that he thinks it's a great proposal, good proposal. So if I understand correctly, you guys can correct me if I've if I've misunderstood this. But the 50-22 rule basically means if you kick um, for touch from your own 22 and it rolls into touch inside the, the opponent's 22, then you get the line out instead of them. Uh, uh, no, not your 22. Behind. So basically if you kick from for touch within your own half oh, wow. and it goes out to your opponent's 22, then, oh, but wow. it's, got to, it's got to bounce first. So it's got to, yes, okay, okay, okay. It's, so got to yeah. it's got to bounce and then go into touch. Okay, okay, okay. So then the the idea is that you have to put back players as like uh, like goalkeepers okay. to not let that happen. Yeah. And then obviously those players aren't on defense, so it's always fifteen against twelve on attack. Okay. So the name fifty twenty two makes more sense to me now, because I thought it was your twenty two to their twenty two, and I thought fifty twenty two was a really stupid name. So, um, but now <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a well, that's the thing. I was but like, I don't yeah, yeah. What do you say, Phil? I'm saying I think I'm just really conservative when it comes to rule changes, yeah. but I don't like this idea. I just, I, I don't think there's enough wrong with the current rules that we have to yeah. be as drastic with these changes. So, yeah. so it just, yeah, doesn't it make that much sense to me? So this is the thing. Like, whenever, in, in, and look, I mean, so this is coming from from someone who I'm like, I'm like you, Phil. I'm, I'm a bit conservative about rule changes, but I also. Um, like in my actual my real life job, I spend a lot of time working on stuff like this, changing right? Rules. So, yeah, or like talking about that kind of like changing real life rules, not rugby rules. And like the first question is always like, what like what problem are we trying to solve here? And like, I get that the theory is that if if you have this like this huge risk to your opponent kicking into your twenty two, then you you're gonna position yourself to defend those kicks. Which means that your your defensive line is weaker, and therefore your opponent is less likely to kick. Now, first of all, I don't even know if that's true. Like, I'd need a behavioral economist to actually tell me whether that's going to happen or not. But I don't even I don't understand. Like, like, do we want people to kick more? Do we want people to kick less? Like, what is the actual cause and effect here? Like, I don't get I don't know what the theory of change is that brings about this proposal. And then, yeah, so the, the first thing is I'm not really sure I understand the problem because I, I don't think that we have a problem with the balance of kicking and running at the moment, in my mind. No, it's not a balance of kicking and running. It's a balance of... It, it's basically defense is too even against attack. You, you, you want to create a situation where there are more mismatches, more line breaks, more blah, blah, blah. I think that you do... Well, so hang on. So... Okay, I'm not sure if I agree with that premise, right? So I, I, as a supporter, 
don't necessarily feel like I want more mismatches. Um, obviously, the attacking team is like that's their whole point. Like probably the point of what they're trying to do is is find a mismatch and exploit it. The defensive team team wants fewer mismatches. That's their game, right? So this rule change just feels like it's it's not ideologically neutral. Like it's it's actually got a very specific agenda, and that's predicated on the a certain I don't know desire for rugby to be a certain way and like for me i don't want rugby to be a certain way i just want it to be whatever it develops into whatever teams can make it, it you know yeah well yeah like, like operate within the the rules of rugby and see see what happens yeah and see what you can like you as the coach and you as the player can can figure out and exploit and i mean you know you look you watch a guy like like richie moango or Bowden barrett and like they don't need the rules to tell them what they can and can't do like they decide to, to be, oh, yeah, they, they, possibility oh, looks like that could be a, it could be attacking against 25 players and it wouldn't yeah. wouldn't make a difference really yeah well like they just find um, a new way to, okay. to, to exploit you so I just think that it's, it's lazy okay, like okay. we, we just we're simplifying the game to make yeah. it easier to like to reduce the burden on coaches and players to be creative yeah. and to, to be effective on attack. and it's not like we're not seeing tries at the moment it's not like attacking is really hard oh, or... well, that's what because my, my two cents is I'm sure you've heard the way I speak on the pod. I, I like rule. Ch- I like innovation. I like big people ideas. trying to do something. But I, yeah, I like big ideas. <laughs> but I I, 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 don't like this mm. because I, I think two things. Firstly, it's, it's solving a problem which I'm pretty sure doesn't exist yeah. because where where you see teams, um, where you see teams, what do you call it, not scoring points, it's because they've chosen to attack in a certain way. Yeah. So, you know, you see, you see. sorry sorry to pick on the Northern Hemisphere here, but you see England play Ireland or whatever, and both teams are like, okay, listen, we're we going to turn this into an arm wrestle. We're not doing fancy things. We're not doing loop arounds. We're not putting little dinks over the top because mm. we don't want the risk of turnovers. We don't want the risk of being counterattacked on. We don't want to make our ball vulnerable. So what are we going to do? We're going to play very simple rugby and hopefully uh, beat, the, beat our opponents in a simple game. Yeah, like like yeah. hopefully just be better drilled or whatever. Yeah, but there's nothing just. But then also then there are teams that just you know want to want to flare. Yeah, like, like if France. you look at Super Rugby. Yeah, you know, like France. France yeah. will play against the same or, the same team that shut down England, and they'll open them up because they're just like chaotic. They they probably won't win, but they'll yeah. they'll just like they'll just fly in the face of this like so-called structure that the other team's trying to make them play to you. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, like you both, like uh, you, you both. It's it's pretty much the same in every sport. Yeah. You both trying to impose your will on the game. Yes. And you need, you and, need to and find then, a way to play your your game. Okay, and then then you look at say like Super Rugby, where where none of the teams are okay. None of the teams are just stupid. Like go full retard on attack. But none of the teams are also like I, I don't think defense is the priority in Super Rugby. Let's say that. Yeah. Because I, I think because of the the way the bonus point and like on like i would say the average the average winning score is over 30 points in super rugby mm, yeah like like could, could like, be, like yeah. the team gets to 30 not by 30 points yeah, yeah, obviously i'm with you, yeah. Yeah, yeah so so you normally see on average i would say six or seven tries a game which i think is more than enough eh? i think so yeah i mean yeah. i'd be chuffed okay, yeah, okay. and then and then my, my my second argument to this is it's actually going to exaggerate mismatches hmm. because say, say you like um, whatever you like Georgia playing against England now 
And you're like, okay, listen, if we front up, man up, and make our tackles, and maybe, you know, get a get an intercept, get a lucky try, whatever, we have a chance here. Yeah. yeah. But as soon as you're forcing those those two the two goalkeepers back, those two players back, you've you've eliminated any chance they have. Because then they're not able to man up on defense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just don't I don't see the need for it and I'm not convinced that it'll have the effect that people think it'll have and it just seems like an unnecessary distortion of just letting people play the game. Like let the rules be as much of a blank slate as possible and obviously like work to eliminate you know, negative or malicious behavior and that that kind of stuff that spoils a game. And then, other than that, after that, you just need to let people innovate. Um, yeah, uh, let, I think we can all agree, just let the boys play. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so Jake White, uh, Rugby World Cup winning coach, can shut the fuck up, maybe. Um, also, it's so anti-Jake White, isn't it? Jake White, sort of, the way that he coached. It's yeah, it is, yeah, it is pretty <laughs> do, 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 do you think? Do you think Jake White felt the rules were getting in the way? Do you think, oh, fuck. If I just attacked against 12 players the whole time, I'd have so much flair. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's, now that's his excuse, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, I think that's enough for the news. Let's get to the Curry Cup results. So the Sharks opened up their season with a little bit of a fuck-up. Um, they hosted the <laughs> on Friday night. And, I mean, I personally had the Sharks to win by 20 and it obviously did not go that way with the Crick Rose beating them comprehensively 37 points to 13. Um, it's a one round... And it wasn't unlucky. No, no, yeah. definitely wasn't unlucky. And, like, it wasn't... I, I, I caught some of the highlights this morning um, and the weather didn't look that bad. Like, it was raining in the first half, but it seemed like it cleared up. And the Sharks definitely had plenty of opportunities to, to recover. Um... So, yeah, it's a, it's a one-round tournament. Every game counts. And to lose your first home game against the Griquas, who are not even one of the Super Rugby teams, um, that's pretty terrible. Uh, you know, did you guys manage to watch the game at all? Uh, no, I, thought, I don't even catch the highlights. Okay. I saw uh, parts of it, and I, yeah, I saw all the highlights. and yeah. I watched the first bit of it, at least. Okay. Do, you have, do you have any sort of insight into what went wrong? Um, the we- so yeah, the weather wasn't great, but then the Greekers just were able to adapt to the weather so much better, and their halfbacks, yeah, their 9 and 10 were just controlling the game, and just the Sharks were dropping so much of the ball, it wasn't even humid, they can't use that excuse, but yeah. they, like, all the, all the kicks that um, they were trying to field, they were messing those up, and then they just made so many handling errors, even when just trying to pass and they were trying to pass the ball much more than the Greekers were. Like they, hmm. they didn't really respect the conditions, and they thought that they could just play and get the win based on trying to pass it as much as they could. And they, yeah, they hmm. just ended up dropping the ball and giving away the ball whenever they tried to attack. Pretty much. Terrible. Yeah. But this is, but this is the who's the new the, the Sharks carry cup Everett is it? Sean Everett. Yeah. Yeah. The coach. Yeah. It's, Yo, pretty, it's pretty embarrassing. He, he was. Coming off, coming off the back of like Robert Dupre's relatively unsuccessful campaign in Super Rugby, and having quite a lot of people be like, "Oh, you know, it's fine. You know, Sean Everett's here. He's gonna, 
you know, fix everything. And Breathe some like, life into this, yeah. But actually, turns out the KZN Sharks is just a pretty shitty union. Um, <laughs> yeah, they had a strong... Weird, cause, like, yeah. They, they, have a, they have a good side, though. Like, so... Well, they no do, but excuses, we, we, I mean, yeah, you, you probably haven't listened to our preview from Thursday, but... I we, have, uh, I have, yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Um, well. um, but yeah, we were saying, like, they... There's a lot of kind of flux in the team because they've lost so many people to the Springboks, right? So their their backline is pretty much like a whole new team. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Sharks guys really rate him. Like Ant always says good things about him, but I really don't rate Jeremy Ward. I, I, I think he's okay, but I he... think he was actually pretty good. He was one of their better players. He was making some like huge tackles, yeah. and um, I mean, no one did anything on attack, but yeah. at least he stood out in defence. He, he does, yeah, he's quite a but, but, hard hitter, but he, he's like, he's, maybe it's just the way he looks, but he's like a shitter <clears> version <throat> of, of Braden Enor, basically. Um, oh, <laughs> you know, you could, you could be a shitter version of worse players, to be honest. No, fair, but like, um, well, he's like four years older than me, you'd think he'd be developed a bit better by now. Or maybe he's not that old. But anyway, my point is, like, he, yeah, he's okay, but I think... Wasn't like, he, wasn't he a flank that they, like, retreated? No, that's, Mar- that's Marius Lowe. Yeah, I would say it's a lot better than Morris. Oh. It's definitely better than Morris, though. And but like the whole team is just shit, to be honest. Because like I look at, uh, the, do you see uh, the try by the Namibian centre? Um, yes. Nazgul. He <laughs> definitely does that. Nazgul, fuck! Were the hobbits running before him? <laughs> well, Krubus van Dijk was made to look like a hobbit. Famous Hasner. Yes, that's what I said. So. So the the George White had put like a really speculative sort of chip kick over, um, like inside the twenty two. It was quite it was quite ballsy, and quite audacious. Yeah, very. Audacious. Is it is it because they is it because their goalkeepers were back, so it was fine. <laughs> yeah. So well, so Krubus van van Veek, sorry, not van Dijk, Krubus van Veek. Who's that? Um, he was like coming covering it from the right wing, and then Apelele Fasi came across from fullback, and like they just seemed like they completely miscommunicated whose ball it was. And they ended up like doing that three stooges thing where they both kind of like run into each other, um, like it, with the ball like sort of in between both of them and neither of them at the same time, and then um, uh, Nazgul just picked it up and scored a try. So oh, the opportunistic Namibian. Yeah, exactly. So it was like that kind, of, and then and like Quimus van Veg looked so pissed off, like he was like disgruntled, and you're like, bro, you fucked up. Like, why? Who are you upset with? Like, he, it looked like he thought that Apelele Fassi had it or something, but he was the one who, like, kind of ran into Fassi. Like, it did look like Fassi had it covered. But 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 there, there, there's, quite a, there's quite a lot of that at the... Who was it? I think, like, during Super Rugby, someone threw in Corsi just, like, a shit pass, and he just, like, looks at the guy, like, rolls his eyes or whatever. It was, I'm, I'm going to go out on a, on a limb and say it was Robert Dupree. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think it was, and it's like that's that's not a that's a that's a really negative attitude yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you get stuff like that, then there's problems. Eh? But anyway, so yeah, just from what little I saw, the sharks were just nowhere. Um, I, I'm not convinced by the decision to bring back JP Peterson. I understand that he's essentially you know there as like a player coach. coach? Yeah, he's like a player coach, <clears> and they're working towards him. You know, bringing him in as like a maybe like an under nineteen, under twenty one coach in the future, and that's cool. Like, uh, I think that's a good way to to approach a coaching uh, career. But 
you know, like I said, every game is a must-win game. So you don't bring back J.P. Peterson as a player in a player coach role and then thrust him right like into the first into the starting fifteen in the first game in a position that he hasn't really played all that much in historically. So I don't know. It just seemed like a weird a weird call. Um, he looked like he played okay. So I'm not trying to shit on him or anything, but. I don't know. It just seems like they don't have that much of a plan, uh, the Sharks, at the moment. So a lot of work for them to do if they want to try and make it for the playoffs. Um, Also, like, you imagine you're Mario Sloan and you've been waiting for your chance behind, like, Am and Esther Hazen, and then they just bring back Peterson, and now he's still on the bench for Carrie Cup. In fact, I think we might might need to get a DNA check to make sure that Sean Everett isn't J.P. Peterson's dad. But but we we were because we are chatting on on the Facebook group about this and some guy was saying sorry some guy I'm, I'm sure you have a name and I'm sure you're a nice guy but he was saying that like oh the Sharks backline such a good mix of like because it's like he was saying like guys like Bosch can learn under J P Peterson I was like mm. fuck Bosch has su- fifty Super Rugby caps yeah. forty seven Super Rugby caps I went and checked after it's like yeah. he doesn't need to learn under anyone he's yeah. fine people should be learning from him yeah and like you, you've also- just put this unnecessary extra like yeah. step in the process like yeah. and, I, I, mean, don't, it's, no, it's, I don't agree with I, I'm with you and like it's pretty the same the same guy or maybe someone else but like there's a whole lot of people who were saying oh why isn't Bosch with the Springboks why isn't Bosch you know you can't have it both ways like he's either Springbok ready um, or he needs to learn under JP Peterson you know or maybe just maybe there's like a middle ground where he's just like a perfectly normal professional rugby yeah player. I, I think he's, Friday showed that he is just, not ready I don't think he's ready either, but I also don't think he needs to learn from J.P. Peterson. Like, especially not, I mean, J.P. Peterson is like a wing playing center. What the fuck is he going to teach a fullback playing fly half? So, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I just, yeah, uh, I don't want to go on too much about it. Um, The good thing for the Sharks is that they've got a lot of young guys in their Curry Cup uh, setup as well. They've got guys like um, Pepsi Bukalesi. Okay, so sorry. So this guy is Bradley Robinson. Hello, Bradley, if you're listening. Shout out we to Brad. respect your opinion. Uh, we, we disagree with you, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, so, you know, they got like, guys like Pepsi Butlezi and, um, what's his name? Dylan Richardson, JJ Funnamesht, uh, the fly half, is it Nohamba? I've forgotten his name right now, but he was like with a junior Springboks. Um, a, lot, a lot of um, junior Springboks are in the Sharks team, so that bodes really, 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 really well. But then they must play them. They must no, play it doesn't. It doesn't if they're not playing them, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's the what's the point? Like... No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the next game. The Lions were... Whew. I don't know, Phil. Would you say they were lucky? Shocked. They were, yeah, they were shocked at home by the Pumas and only just managed to escape with a win. 38 points to, th- to 37. Um, yeah. I, I just, just start talking about this. What happened with the field? The the Lions or the... Or the the sharks, the no, the, the 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 field. Sorry, the lines. The 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 actual field. They had like shrunk it. Oh, so what? Yes. Yeah, so what happened was that uh, Jimmy Stonehouse complained that the field was too big, and they checked like the ILB regulations, and he was right. And Ellis Park is too big. Oh, wow. So I think he was worried that you know the sort of wide to wide pattern of the lines had favored benefit and. Yeah, so he was right. So they were forced to. It's, 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 a, good, it's a good tactic by Jimmy Stonehouse. It, it it worked, huh? Yeah, I mean he was right. Because the Lions actually been, well, you know. But I uh, I don't know. I, I question that because if you guys watch the game, 
you would have seen that the Pumas were playing like fucking the most like enterprising <laughs> brand of rugby I've seen in Curry Cup for many years. Like they, I, I thought I was watching a Fiji oh, team. They, they were they were an awesome. But yeah. but on, on on paper, you would say a narrower field would suit the Pumas. Because their their yeah. forwards are bigger, they yeah. harder. Like well, yeah, I think yeah. But it, it turns out that, that fucking hell, how big is Leroux? <laughs> I think they might have that that whole Jimmy Stonehouse like field narrowing thing might have just been for Leroux Roots because like that guy, you just like put him in an alleyway and tell him to go forward and he'll fuck wh- whoever's in front of him. He's, to, to be honest, like oh, oh, why didn't the Waratahs play him? That guy's good. Yeah. I don't know. They could have used him. They could have definitely played him ahead of Rob Simmons or fucking Ned Hannigan, if you ask me. Um, yeah, like he was like I think the Waratahs. Well, they sort of found the trick, but then they they missed it at the very end. Yeah, so. well, they they were distracted, to be fair. But um, yeah, that's fair enough. But yeah, so <laughs> anyway, but, uh, but aside, uh, yeah, the Roots aside, the the Pumas I thought could have benefited from a bit a bit of a wider field, although um, that would have given Madosh Tumwe even more space to run around them. <laughs> And Madosh Fuck yeah, Madosh got four again. Yeah, Phil, yeah. I presume he was in some sort of fantasy team of yours? Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> you know, Madosh is my man. <laughs> okay, Madosh, just, 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 to give, just to give to give you listeners a bit of context, um, Phil once drafted Madosh Tumway out of nowhere in our fantasy league. And this was 2018, was it? Yeah, it was last, last year. year. Yeah. yeah, but like in the middle of the, then the middle of season scored... for no reason. Like Madosh had hardly played. Yeah. Yeah, Madosh, Madosh is starting against. It was quite. A, it was like a normal side. It wasn't even like the yeah. the Sandwolves or whatever. Yeah, Fool's like, Fool's like, no, I'm bringing in Madosh, and we're like, <laughs> okay. okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Fool brings in Madosh. Madosh scores four tries. How the fucking he scored like three in like twenty minutes or something yeah. as well. Like he. <laughs> And yeah, then, he had like a hundred points after the first half. Yeah, he got like a hundred and something. Like it was, it was filthy. <laughs> then full dropped him in the Sunday trade. Just used and abused yeah. Madosh Tumwe. Yeah, and then, the, but but then the, the, he scored like three points in the next round. In the next round, so. yeah. And then it was the, Lions, the right. Then the Lions dropped him again. No, no, full, full, full. It was a, it was a, it was a very good. It was top fantasy rugby, but. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I feel you owe Madosh an apology, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, Madosh is back. Madosh is back because he basically single-handedly beat the Pumas yesterday. Um, and, yeah. yeah, I mean, there were times when the Sharks just, like, didn't even look like they wanted to, to win. I mean, third, the Lions. The Sharks the Lions, or the Lions? Uh, well, the Sharks, the Sharks, too, but I, I think we've made that point. Um, yeah, so... Uh, just, just, just for the Lions, I thought... Fuck, who's the fly-off? Sean Reynolds? Sean no, Reynolds, is that yeah. someone else? Uh, yeah, it's, it's Sean Reynolds. Yeah. Fucking, he is bang average. He's so yeah, good. I agree with But we, we were saying, he's, he's average, but he's not average for a, a rugby player. He's average for, like, a normal human being. So but also, like, like, he's a really bad right? rugby player. He's not an average... Uh, <laughs> I, 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 mean this, I mean this exactly how it sounds, knowing my opinion of this player. He is the poor man's Rob Dupree. <laughs> yeah. And we've, we've said that thing exactly. He's that type of fly half, yeah. but he's a lot worse at it. So already he's like the boring, solid, you know, fly half who's just going to go through the gears. But he's, he's also... not solid. That's the thing. Like, yeah. he's like... He, 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 he plays like a reliable player, but he's not reliable. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. He's, he's got low risk, medium return. <laughs> no, he's like he's like medium risk, low return. <laughs> High, wait, yeah, sorry, I thought the other way around. High risk, no return whatsoever. 
Um, anyway, <laughs> no, no, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh, I thought uh, Simulani no, I think wasn't Simulani as was good, good as I hoped. I thought he was good. I thought he was good. He, he was like making... Oh, fuck. Yeah, he, he did step like 12 people. Yeah. yeah. And, I think um, he had like pretty good moments, but the rest of it was pretty average. Mm. Owen did Owen did make a good bit of commentary when he said Similani could step you in a phone booth, and mm-hmm. then Joel just repeated it and somehow fucked it up like two minutes later, which was quite funny. But I, I mean, I've I've heard that before. Anyway, they said that about like Chiz and Colby, so it's, I'm not yeah. giving, I'm not giving Owen any credit for that. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, but it was it was more it was more that Joel tried to repeat it and somehow yeah. fucked it up. And also, after uh, Similani, like, uh, for whatever reason, he, he lost his shirt and he was wearing the 24 jersey. Yeah. And Joel just had no idea who this guy was. Like, <laughs> yeah. who are you, random stranger? Like, I, got, I got confused yeah. at one point because I was like, is that a pure Janchi? Like, he's using the outside channel. And I yeah, like, he's like, got it. <laughs> um, so, so, this, I know we, I feel we can talk about this, but... Do the Pumas meet their um, their quoted their uh, development targets? Because it looks like all their players are white. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, I don't know what their development targets are, to be honest. I'm not sure. I'll look at... But at least, like, eyeballing it at least, I was like, a lot, lot of white guys. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of white guys. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so I thought, yeah, the, it was a good game, though. I, like, I enjoyed the game. Um... Yeah, but the Lions, again, much like the Sharks, they, they've got a lot of introspection they're going to have to get through if they want to go far in this tournament. Um, but, yeah, I think, do you, do you have anything else you guys want to add on that game, or can we move on to the, the game of the week? I think the Lions-Pumas was game of the week, Alex. Yeah, well, yeah. I, was, I, was gonna, I was about to say, I was going to correct myself. The, we predicted this to be the game of the week. It actually turned out to be pretty underwhelming. Um, but... Phil, you and I were there, and I had a good time. It was fun at the stadium. Um, but I saw after the game, a lot of people were complaining on Twitter that it was like, oh, you know, boring, curry cups, so shit. You know, there's, there's no tribe. Was it, it was it was a... I know you, you guys are part of this, so enjoy the, the the pot compliment, but it was a good crowd in there. Yeah, it was it was decent. I mean, I, I would have liked more, but it's, it's probably better than it, it was a couple of years ago. Um, and it was definitely the biggest of the weekend. Um, yes, yeah. Sorry, Phil? To be fair to Cape Town, like, Newham always gets those crowds, no matter what, even if they're yeah. playing, like, a shit team. So, yeah. Yeah. The, well, the, do you know what? Newlands has a good, because their stadium's in a very good place. Yeah, it's, like, pretty central. Um, but also, it's just, it's like a rugby-loving community, right? So. Yeah, 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 yeah fair. Yeah. Um, the game... I unfortunately missed the first half, and then the second half, it just seemed like it was just. I don't think anything went above like three or four phases. Yeah, no, it was like really, it was. But the, it was the worst, very... the worst part was that was that um, every time because there was a lot of stoppages, right? But every every time there was a scrum, no matter whose scrum it was, like Province just got a penalty. They were just like getting scrum penalties yeah, I, I, on at will. But I, I I was I was watching it and I. I kind of think there was a point where Province was dominant, mm. and then after that, the ref was like, if anything goes wrong, it must be the Bulls. Or like, Matanzima gave away like six scrum penalties or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was like, crazy. Like, he was just yeah. picking, picking them, no matter what they did. Um, but, but, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't see anything. Uh, you're just breaking up a little bit, Phil. Phil? 
We've lost. We've lost four. Okay. Okay. What um, What I was saying is that, yeah, it just didn't. I don't know if the scrums were refed particularly well because it seemed like the ref didn't really look to solve mm. the problem, or you're just like, fuck it. Like, you know yeah. what? I'm no, bored no, of this. No one's got time for this. No one wants to watch any scrums. I'm just going to give a penalty. Um, Sorry, I'm yeah. back. Oh, welcome back, fool. But yeah, uh, yeah, so that was a bit frustrating. Like, the, it just seemed like the, there wasn't a lot of momentum to be generated in the game. But there were some very cool end-to-end kind of stuff. Like, Speckman was like champing at the bit to get some stuff going, and I think almost too right. desperate. Yeah, like I think it, it cost it, it counted against him. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. He like overran a few almost. He was like too. Yeah, um, sort of um but, yeah, yeah I, I, but, uh, I think uh, we, we we didn't talk about Speckman's comments about the his super rugby time with the Bulls. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, we, we don't need to go too much into that. But basically, one of the main criticisms he had was that the Bulls were being kind of expect, or the Bulls wingers were expected to kind of like stay on your wing, like stand on the tram line and then wait for the ball to come to you, and then you can do something, you know, just like run in a straight line, which seemed to to really kind of play into um, like Cornell Hendricks's favor, I think, because he's like a big big kind of guy who can like dominate his matchup and get outside someone and then gas him a little but Speckman is like used to having a little bit more lateral um, space to move in and it seemed like that's what he was looking for um, yesterday um, and, and kind of getting as well so the, I think the, the, it, play, it played towards the, the strengths but he you know, still maybe struggled if I was if I was the Bulls coach I would play Speckman almost like the Lions play Quaka. Yeah. just be like yeah, you know what just Pop up, pop up where where it feels right. You know, if you want to pick up the ball at the base of the rack, you know what you do that. If you want to, yeah. You know, if if you think between the two centers is where you should be, fine, go there. Like, yeah. Because I, I think that's how they should use them. Because oh, something. Sorry, going back to the Lions game, Marius Schumann. Obviously, he was a former Puma player, so he has a point to prove. But fucking how he was everywhere, like to an irritating extent. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, I like him yeah. at Curry Cup level. I think he's like a great sort of terrier. But uh, yeah, correspondingly for the Storm, for, the, for, for Western Province, I thought Yaku Kutsia was, was very disappointing. Um, as you know, I, I picked him as my first pick in the draft, uh, the, the fantasy fantasy draft, which we didn't actually have. Um, uh. And uh, Juano Augustus Trocchi, the eighth man for, the, for Western Province, Former junior you know, player of the year kind of thing. Uh, he just he's, he scored a decent try, which um, is what the New Zealand commentators would call a good heads up play, where he just grabbed it at the base of the ruck and just scooted around the blind side where he was unmarked. Yeah, well. yeah. So that was good, but other than that, like very disappointing. He he's like a very kind of one dimensional player, which is not what I remember him as when he was with the junior Springboks. Um, and Yaka could see it just yeah. looked like he was concussed, which to be honest, he probably was. Um, could be. No, they could be tired, eh? Like, it hasn't been a long rest between Super Rugby and now. Yeah. I then, think Yaku could still also benefit from being at 8 rather than 6, because it just gives him a bit more freedom and a bit more space to, like, run. Yeah. So, it feels like he doesn't have too much space to work with. Yeah, true. But, um... Uh... Yeah, I thought uh, it was good. I liked when J.D. Schicklin came on. He and Murat had a good partnership. Obviously, like the, I think the 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 MVP is kind of shared between the the Western Province front row. Uh, they just the, the scrum dominance was simply disgusting, and the single biggest reason for for why they won. Uh, 
So Wilco Lowe and Carly Sardi were a big part of that. I also thought that um, Scar intervened. He played his best game that I've seen for a long time. His lineouts were perfect, which has often been a problem uh, problem area for him. Really, I, I saw him overthrow there was one, like two sorry, or three. There, there was one. There was one overthrow that these that I saw. Um, Alex doesn't know what perfect means. Uh, <laughs> perfect, perfect, seven out of ten, perfect. Well done. <laughs> I was I was being complimentary, guys. Like it's it's a it was a hyperbole, but uh, yeah, very very good game from Skara. Ball in hand. Also, heads up play to on the Yakovisaki overthrow, where he um, came in as the sort of to clean up at the back of the lineout, and that's led, that led to one of the Stormers tries, but uh, Western Province tries. Sorry. So yeah, a lot a lot to like as a as a Western Province fan, um, and some concerns for the Bulls after we or well, Antony at least said that they were the odds-on favourites to win. Uh, maybe the bookies were right after all. So. Yeah, but a good no, not, not, a, not, a, not a great Super Brew weekend for Ben. What did you get? One out of three? Yeah. Yeah, I got two out of three. I, I went, obviously, yeah, obviously Sharks. But I changed my... I, I originally had Bulls by three. And then I changed it um, to Province by one. I changed it after I saw that Vian, Vian Herbst had been withdrawn. And it seems I was As right. you'd expect, no one in the whole of ELB got a Grand Slam point. Yeah, so, that's good. But Alex yeah, but no, I don't, how many how many people do you think picked how many people do you reckon pick Griquas over Sharks at at in Durban? No. Uh ten percent of people. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But Griquas are not like yeah, that makes me feel bad. No, but like it's not like the like the Limpopo Blue Bulls or something. Like the Griquas are a good team. I don't I don't normally back them to win away from home. But like I I did. I think I said last week in the preview that I expected them to to take a few big scalps. I just didn't think it would be on the road against the Sharks. I thought it would be like at home. No, we should look how their home fixtures fall. Because say if they're playing now the the Pumas away, and then no, they've got the Pumas at home. The lot. They've got the Pumas at home. Yeah, the Friday. Yeah, that's a bit of a waste. Yeah. They're traveling. They're traveling away to Bloemfontein to play the Cheetahs in round three. So yeah, they could win that's them. yeah, that's definitely one that they can target. Anyway, so yeah, um, great to have the, the Curry Cup back. I think a lot of people are negative about it, but I'm happy. Um, it's good to have rugby back on Super Sport One and in our backyard. Uh, but let's move on to the bigger stage because next week sees the rugby championship kicking off, and that's also in a truncated version or format for the Rugby World Cup. Um, it's just a one round. Uh, everyone plays each other once, so very similar actually to the to the Curry Cup this year. But um, the fixtures are gonna be. Wait, wait. I had them. I closed the tab by mistake. Uh, do you guys know what the fixtures are? So first week no, is South Africa, Australia. We, we playing Australia, then and New Zealand playing Argentina. Okay. In Argentina. In Argentina. Okay. Okay. Um, so cool. So let's. Do this before we get onto the super brew predictions. We're going to go team by team, and uh, we're going to go through the fantasy lineups um, of what we think the teams ought to be if you're being honest to fantasy form. And then, following that, we're going to look at what the teams will more likely be um, given real life form. Uh, who should we do first? Let's go. South Africa. Okay. Actually, no, playing for South Africa. Yeah, must be for the end. 
Yeah, let's do let's yeah. do the All Blacks. Let's do the All Blacks first. Phil, do you wanna? Oh, uh, we 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 we're not gonna do Argentina because no, like they're just the Jags. So. Okay. All right. Fair enough. We'll just do the the original no. um, original nation. Oh yeah, and then we can talk when we talk about the teams. We can talk about the the players they've brought in, like their their foreign foreign based players. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to kick us off, Phil, with New Zealand? What is the fantasy lineup? If you take the 15 best fantasy players in their positions, um, who, okay. who do who runs out for New Zealand? Okay, so in the front row we have uh, as props Alex Hodgman and Ofa Tuangapasi, which is quite surprising. The two Blues props. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Not known for their scrumming. Yeah. yeah, so fantasy-wise, they've obviously done quite well. Tuanga Farsi is in the all-black squad. Hodgman's probably nowhere close. Um, they're joined by Dane Coles, who is obviously... He didn't play all that much, but when he played... Well, he what, are you, what, are you, what are you doing this on? Average, huh? Average, but then they are just cutting out the people who only played like three games or two games. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. yeah, so Dane, Dane Coles is the hooker, and he played very well when he did play. And he's in the squad, so he'll get some game time. Okay. Um, Four and five, we have Brody Retallick and Thomas Franklin. So, again, Retallick will be there. Franklin isn't quite in the squad, but I'm sure he's there and thereabouts. Yeah. Loose forwards, we have Adi, Akira, and Luke, Luke Jacobson. So, um, Akira yeah, we'll and... have Adi there. Well, yeah. No, Jacobson's in the squad, isn't he? Yeah, Jacobson's in the squad as, like, a youngster. I don't know how much game time he'll get, but he's definitely made... So quite an impact this season. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Akira was with the New Zealand Maori, but he's probably not going to make the World Cup squad at all. We, uh, we, should have, we should have talked about the New Zealand Maori versus Fiji. That's my bad. We'll do that just now. Yeah, okay. Uh. I'll run through this quickly. So, nine, nine TJ Perinara and ten Burden Barrett, so both the Hurricanes halfbacks. Hmm. Centres, Lamape and Lena Brown. Pretty standard. As at Super Rugby, those two are almost untouchable. And then outside backs, Nalani, Nanai, Severis, and David Havili. So only Severis in the All Black squad out of those three. Yeah. Uh, Nanai obviously heading overseas, and Havili just didn't make the squad. Yeah. Quite hectic. Okay. That, that would be. That would be okay if you put those guys onto a field. Yeah. They'd. They'd. That would be a strong team. team. They'd be strong. Yeah. 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 They. They. They pack. I don't think they would scrum very well. Mm. Yeah, their set pieces might <laughs> yeah. not be the best. They would run very yeah. well. As, as points, but yeah. Now. yeah. The the problem is fantasy. It doesn't really reward like a player who just you know hits a lot of rucks. Um, yeah. You know, does a lot of sort of grunt work. Yeah. Just something you need in an actual rugby team. So fantasy points aren't always the perfect. Um, no. Yeah, you're lacking that graph. If yeah. you create a team of fancy players, you're missing like the hardware. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what did what did someone say? Stats are like a bikini; they show you a lot, but not the whole thing. Yeah. Um. Cool. So, what do we what do we think the actual All Black starting fifteen is going to be like? Obviously, Alex Hodgman's not with the squad. Well, no. What uh, the the Crusaders players aren't playing, huh? Yeah. Yes. So apparently, the only Crusaders players who are traveling are Bridge, Reese, and Enor. Um, okay. Oh, so oh, so the newer, the newer guys, because you, yeah, you need to get a good newer. look at them, right? Like, only only one of those three is probably going to actually end up um, at the yeah, in the 
at the World Cup, yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, yeah. Are we gonna? Are we talking about like the the likely New Zealand team for the Rugby World Cup or for like this game this week? No, this this well, whatever. Just if you want to see the team this week, just wait two days until mm. they release the lineup. I think I think the strongest fifteen is probably more worth talking about. Yeah. So, so, so I think in the front row it's probably uh, Frank. Owen Frank. Yeah, Franks and Moody. Yeah, Franks. Uh, I, I, don't rate, I don't rate Moody as much as people do. Oh, but Hanson loves him. I, I think oh. they like changing, yeah. Hmm. Oh. Uh, but I mean, so who would you would you have um, Tuinokrafe or? Um, Tonga Fassi, maybe? Well, he's a tight end. Well, I'm bad at that. Yeah, um, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, mean, maybe, I guess maybe. Uh, Oh god, I'm gonna I'm about to do it on Twitter. No, but Tunuki Afi didn't have a great season either. Yeah. the Chiefs option at uh, uh Atumali. Atumali, yeah. So I think Joe Moody is probably best out of Moody, Atumali and Tuanuku Afi. Yeah. I think he's yeah, the most okay, solid like uh, in the scrums, okay. I guess, but anyway. Okay, and then so Hook is a bit of an odd one because I think most people feel like um Cody Taylor is is not yeah. as good at, as Dane Coles, but he's like younger, fitter, not injury prone. I don't know, like maybe a bit more technical. So I, I'm interested to see which way they go there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Dane Coles will I, say. I would, yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think they have to. They have to see if Dan Coles is sort of uh, Dan Coles is sort of up to it because he hasn't had enough. He hasn't had much game time, realistically. I know, like, yeah. rugby championships, like, ideally you want to be doing that in super rugby, but I don't know. Like, some of these guys, to me, like him, Brody, a few guys are feeling almost overrested to me. Yeah, I think they need to play as much as they can. Him yeah. And, like you said, I would play them in almost all the games if you can. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, speaking of Brody, um, second row, I think, is it's surely going to be yeah, Brody, Brody and then White. What other locks Well, Scott Barrett. Scott Barrett. And... Scott Barrett's injured, isn't he? Is he injured? Okay. Um, yes. Then... Yeah. Then two. So we have him and Hemmerpo. But Hemmerpo, they've got down as like a like a utility forward. Utility forward. Yeah. It's like I don't know. I would. I would. So so presumably White Lock isn't there now. So it'll probably be two Pilotto. Yeah, I think it'll be two Pilotto starting. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess that he works well with Brody. That's fair. Mm. Okay, then Adi locked in a hundred out of a hundred. <laughs> I would say, yeah, for sure. Especially because like Sam Kane wasn't that good, so I definitely Adi would be yeah. my first choice open side. Well, but maybe they don't oh, know. They have to play Adi. Yeah, so Kieran Reid obviously at eight, but like Blindside's the weird one. Like Blindside, they've got a whole. Well, Squire, he like yeah. he like you he know opted, he withheld him. Yeah, he opted so. out. Which was pretty well, I actually think, the, sorry, before you get to Blindside, I think... recreational drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I think that Sam Kane, they, they will still choose Sam Kane ahead of Adi if it's just down to number seven. Mm-hmm. He's like the established player. I don't think he was bad in Super Rugby. Maybe he wasn't amazing. But I think that they will rather try and move Adi around or have him as an impact player if it was like picking a World Cup final team. Mm-hmm. So you think, you think Adi... You think Artie will play eighth man this weekend? Uh, yeah. 
Probably, yeah, actually. Because they need, they need someone who can slot right in if, if Kyundri gets injured, which is pretty likely. And they, they don't have any other specialist eighth men in the squad, yeah. I think. Yeah. Other than Kieran Reid. Mm. But honestly, like, if, if All Blacks take the field for like a Rugby World Cup playoff game without Ali Severe, it's it's a fucking travesty. Like, and I, I honestly think they'll use him on the, off the bench. Yeah, you might be right. But I mean, he's, like, he's probably, in terms of like the last few years consistently... I'd say he's he's second to Israel Folau only as like the best Super Rugby player of the last few years. Super Rugby, yeah, but I don't think his impact is quite as pronounced on in like the big Test matches as yeah. Super Rugby. So well, yeah, because he's always fucking coming off the bench. Like that's the <laughs> fair enough. But no, but he got a chance when Kane was injured last season. Like after Kane broke yeah, his neck. Or... Yeah, but Kane broke his neck like <laughs> in when... South Africa. Oh, oh, I don't know. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Then Blindside's a tough one with, with no Squire. They've got Hemipole, they've got Frizzell. They might just play Ardy there. Um, they might. Yeah, Scott, Scott, if Scott Barrett comes through it, he's probably what they're looking at for the World Cup if Squire's, yeah, not, okay. if Squire's not fit. It's pretty scary. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's definitely open for one of these guys to take the position yeah. by the horn. It is. It is a. It's a weakness in New Zealand rugby. I think we can. We can agree. Yeah. Yeah. Rel- well, relative to the by, other by, by by their standards, it's a weakness. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Scrummy, do you, who do you guys think? TJP or Aaron Smith? Um, I think Aaron TJP. Smith I think I, mm. To be honest, <laughs> if if. You would you would rather okay because I would say Aaron Smith is slightly up on TJP but you know whatever yeah. ninety eight to a hundred yeah yeah but I I think it's worth it to keep the the combination if you're gonna have Bowden at ten yeah yeah okay um, fly half Bowden Barrett or Richie Moanga Barrett okay um, centers... unless, unless you want to play Barrett at fullback now so, okay so centers do you, do you play Ryan Crotty at twelve well, Steve Hansen does. I, I don't. To me, in my in, in my world, Ron Cody's retired with concussions, like Lambie did. Um, yeah, I, I think we know Hansen's gonna go with Crotty ahead of Lamapi. Lamapi's like struggling to make the squad even. Yeah, but they could have also gone oh, like, um, think... like they could have gone like uh, ALB and Goodhue, for example. Where that would be great. Yeah. yeah, but but Phil, you you reckon that ALB is gonna be on the bench? Yeah, I think the sort of versatility hinders him a bit because he this season he's been really good at 12 for the Chiefs, yeah. and I think this was his best season so far. Yeah. But he'll he can cover both off the bench. But like you say, I think him ahead of Crotty at 12 and good here outside him would be really yeah quite a good combo. Yeah, that would be so devastating. I'd be so scared. Um, okay, <laughs> so we reckon good he's a 13 most likely. Um, left wing Rico. Uh, so right wing and full back, there's a few permutations. So D Max out. Uh, I think probably the starting setup would have been D Mac at 15 with Ben Smith at at 14. Uh, but now we're probably looking at more like Ben Smith full back, Jordy Barrett 14. What do you guys think? Or maybe the other way around. Maybe the other way around. It's, yeah, who knows. I don't know, but yeah. So I, I think, think either one, either one of the ways they go. But I think we'll probably see those two starting. 
Um, I think we should see several routes like make an impact and make a play for a starting position if he plays well enough. I'm sure he'll get a chance to start. But you can do, because like, yeah. then you get to keep Jordy on the bench covering like fucking 10 to 15, right? Which is amazing. And Severus is obviously not a bench player, so he's either starting or he's not in the, in, in the match day 23. Yeah. Because um, yeah. also, also then you can cover Kevin Reed's frailties by playing. You can have a 6-2 split if Jordy's on your yeah, bench. exactly. Yeah, it would be pretty awesome. Okay, um, <laughs> cool. Let's move on. We're going a bit slowly, guys. Let's, let's pick up the pace. Um, let's do Australia quickly. Full Fantasy 15. Just go through it, name by name. Full. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Australia, the fantasy starting 15. Um, front row, Harry Johnson Holmes. He had a great year. Falal Fainga, fantastic year. Alan Alalatoa, probably the best tight end in the competition. Um, Rory Arnold, I think he definitely improved. I think he's better than he used to be. Uh, that's what improved means. Matt Phillip, not even. <laughs> he's not even the squad. Uh, which is a bit strange to me. And he's comfortably the best. I would say he's comfortably the best lock in Australia. I, I so, so well too. done, Michael Chick. Yeah, I think he's the best lock in, in Australia too. So that's a bit of a strange one. Uh, obviously, that's over, that's only after they let Larue Roots go. But um, that was fuck Larue Roots was good. I'm telling you, they 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 fucked up. Yeah. Uh, Lucy's Lachlan McCaffrey, Michael Hooper, and uh, Isi Naisarani. So pretty pretty hectic. Um, Two out of yeah. But but McCaffrey. Isn't anywhere, huh? Uh, I don't think he's, he's not in the squad. I think he got injured at a bad time. He started the season very well, but I think he just that injury kind of took him out of the the limelight a bit because, yeah, yeah, maybe it's a good um, player, actually. Yeah, anyway, so then all right, then the back line will get you, obviously. Number 10, Bryce Hegarty. Uh, <laughs> start him, start him, start him, Jake. But uh, also interesting, just going back to number nine, uh, Guinea and Tate McDermott were pretty much even, so mm-hmm. McDermott pushing hard. Yeah, I, look, McDermott's the future, dude. Like, I'm such a big fan. Uh, I can't believe he's not there. They took Nick White instead of him, which I think is retarded. There, anyway, um, centers, Kurtley Beal, Sami Karevi. Kurtley Beal didn't have the best fantasy season, but he... The second half was much better than the first half for him, so he ended up doing well. And, and yeah, lack of he's also com- yeah. he's competing against Australian yeah, centers. He, so. he was he was better okay. than Billy Meeks. Well, did it, for whatever it's worth. What about what about Kieran Drani? Oh oh oh, is Kieran Drani? Oh, because Kieran Drani's a thirteen. Mm. But yeah, he just but he, he, he didn't have a high average. Right? Yeah, he wasn't that good. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, then the wings, Jock Campbell, a uh, bit of a late bloomer in the season, and Chris Firewise Sortier, who was under the radar for a lot of the season, but actually scored pretty well. And Tom Banks, Mr. Thomas Banks. Um, I think that's pretty far off the mark uh, th- for the actual Australian team, um, which is quite funny. But, okay, so Falal Fainga, I think, is probably going to nail down the, the hooker berth. Um, Who yeah. second, like, pushing I would him. say probably, probably, well, I would say Panga Mosa, but he didn't start enough for the Reds. Yeah, I I mean I liked I liked Anirangi this year. Yeah, he's a bit he's a bit volatile. And he's not he no, didn't L- play. Latu, why the why the no, fuck did they I'm bring sorry, back? But Latu in the squad is the biggest fucking joke I've ever heard. La- they got I Latu, thought, isn't he like they got Latu and Ulysses, neither of whom is starting for their franchise, ahead of Damien Fitzpatrick, Anirangi, 
and uh, Brandon Pangamosa. Yeah. Like, like if you were one of those players, how bleak would you be when yeah. you see these guys getting picked ahead of you? But I mean, it was, it's been like that for the last like two years. Like Damien McKenzie's been killing it in Super Rugby. And like last year, they brought in Tatapu Pilata now. And Can you imagine Damien McKenzie playing hooker for that one? No, Australia? That's, that's what I said. Sorry. Damien Fitzpatrick. Damien Fitzpatrick has been killing it. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's just, yeah, that's, that's such a fucking slap in the face. It, it, it's weird though, because it seems like both Czech and Hansen have had like one season where they decided who was good and then they just, you know, stopped watching rugby or something. Like, yeah. It's basically like Alex Hornsby's fantasy strategy and Toulon's, uh, recruitment strategy. Yeah, they are like, oh. anyway. Um, all right. Then the props. I like Harry Johnson Holmes. I'm glad he did really well, but he's not going to start, obviously. Um, Alan Alatour certainly will start because he's really good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm guessing Lucy's, Lucy, Lucy's head is going to be between. Um, I think it's Rob- between two Bumbies guys, right? Yeah. Slipper and Theo. Uh, but I mean, Tom Robertson. Wait, he's a tight head, so. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so it's between. Oh, go, go, guys, guys, I've, I've had a spot big idea. Next year in fantasy, can we say you have to pick a tight head and a loose head so I can learn the difference? <laughs> yeah, sure. Just for you, man. Okay. Which one okay, is Trevor and Yacani? He's the loose head. No. No, he's the tight head. Oh, he, he's... Yeah, sorry, he's number three. Yeah. I had the three in my head, but... But he okay. can play tight head. I mean, loose um, Alex, Tom Robertson is a loose head, so he oh, could okay. play there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so... They've got some pretty good depth in the, in the props, actually. I like their props, um, which is weird. Normally, I hate their props. Um, second row, Rory Arnold. Um, I don't know. They, they liked Isaac Rodder last year. Uh, Rodder's got a lot of heart. But they've also got Luke Jones, but they're seeing him, I think, as more of a blind side, which I think is good. And they no, really love Rob Simmons. Rob Simmons they, is not very uh, good. They've got a massive hard-on for Rob Simmons, which I just don't get. Uh, then, of course, Lucan Salakai Lotto. He's also more of a blind side. He's like a sort of six and a half or like five and a half kind of thing. No, he's, such a, he's such a classic Australian lock. Yeah. Uh, look, <laughs> at, least, at least Ned Hannigan's not there. The ultimate Australian lock. Um, yeah, true. Okay, then Lucy's... There's no David Pocock yet for the time being. We're waiting news of his recovery um so i think we just assume michael hooper uh, as captain will be starting in the open side yeah and i think nice running will get a chance at eight i hope so because fuck they need him they need him at that uh and then yeah all those guys we just mentioned in the in the context of lock so yeah one of them will be yeah jones and maybe i don't actually know but they're all really uninspiring, like, options for blindside. It makes you realize, like, how in South Africa we have so many better options. Than yeah, both we this, still yeah, will. But we don't have good open sides, so, you know. True. Yeah, we should actually trade. Um, okay, Kenya at nine. I think there's no competition with, with McDermott on the squad. Um, Ten's going to be a tough one because Hegarty's not there, so the obvious answer is gone. Um <laughs> What do you guys think? Do you think Iceman's getting another run? Bernard Foley? Yeah. James O'Connor? Nope. I don't think they'll bring him back as a 10. If, if James O'Connor does play, it'll be like maybe fullback or or center. Yeah, I guess they need a fullback now as he's gone. Yeah. So if it's not Foley though, who's it going to be? Who else is in the squad? Uh, Lianifano. Uh, 
who okay. he wouldn't embarrass the team, I guess. And then Matt Tamua and Kurtley Beal are kind of there as like 10, 12 options. So, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be Foley starting then. Yeah, so I'm thinking Foley yeah. at 10, probably Kurtley Beal at 12. Um, obviously, okay, Samu Karevi's, it's his last, his final countdown or whatever. Um, yeah. I'd say, so yeah, do you so think Karevi will play at 13 then? So, uh, so Karevi at 13. Well, if Beal's going to play 12, then surely. Yeah. Um, then Wings. So it gets a bit tricky here, because... So I think they'll, they'll probably play Marika Korobeti at 11, because he's the only real, like, out-and-out out finisher. Strike force. Yeah, like the striking wing. Yeah. But they've got a fuck-ton of these, like, 14, 15 guys, like Ashley Cooper... Who's also an option at 13, obviously. Tom Banks, Dane Halepetty, uh, Jack Maddox, and now um, James O'Connor. James think, O'Connor. Yeah, I don't think they'd play him at 14 ever, but they, they might play him at 15. Um, mm. I'd like to see Banks 14, no, sorry, Banks 15, uh, Maddox 14, but they'll definitely play DHP somewhere. I think we might see Beal at 15, and then Karevi at 12, and like Kuradrani at 13, maybe. Oh, wow. That's a bit so- more solid, but I don't think that's how you beat South Africa, if that if we're talking about sort of this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you don't run through us, you run around us. Like, that's how... True. Yeah. It's crazy, though. Without Falau, their options just don't look very good out wide. Yeah. Like, but they got so <laughs> many sort of, like, players that just kind of like can do a job in a few positions yeah. but yeah but aren't yeah okay um, I, I, I personally I would I would play Maddox cause, just because I would say they're all pretty even and he's the youngest so you might as well just play the youngest <laughs> guy because give him experience yeah that's yeah, fair enough okay uh, should we quickly do the box you guys ready okay. you guys yep. no, no objections okay um, so Springboks starting team if we were doing this based purely on fantasy Beast of Tawarira Kalu Saadi as the props no argument there Saadi of course not even with the Springboks in fact not even starting for Western Province he's on the bench um, and then Malcolm Marks at hooker which is pretty uncontroversial um, Locks Peter Steph Tutoy Achias Neyman Peter Steph Tutoy unlikely to play Lock probably going to be um, starting 7 in the World Cup uh, Achias Neyman yeah good, good fantasy season but probably won't be starting for the, the Springboks anytime soon. Uh, although you might, you never know. Then Lucy's are Quacker Smith, Daniel, Daniel Dupria, and Dwayne Vermeulen. Um, halfback pairing, Herschel Yankees, Andre Pollard, both with the box. Apiwa Dianchi on the left wing, Dylan Lades on the right wing, both with the box. Centres, Damian Delende and JC Creel, both with the box. Fullback, Andres Kutsir. Um I don't believe that. Phil, you filled this in. Should be are, you sure, are you sure this is correct? I am 100% sure, but also Andrew Skutia is a legend. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, now it's awkward. We just lost all our credibility. Um, okay, so Andrew um, Skutia full it, back. It after Andrew Skutia is Roscoe Speckman. Okay, not with the box. Alright, um, so starting lineup this week. So the box have already said that they're sending a, a B team to to play Australia, right? Yes. Yeah, well, they said five or six key players won't, won't play. Okay, so uh, I would definitely play Beast 
for this game. Just because he missed the yeah. tail end of the Super Rugby, so he needs some, some match fitness. Um, then I'd probably... That's three good options at Moosehead, right? So yeah. whether they play Beast, Kitchoff, or Big... Yeah. But I'd, oh. I'd, rest, I'd rest Kitchoff, because he had a long season. So I'd, yeah, I'd start Beast, then I'd go, obviously, Malcolm Marks, um, Hooker. He's young would, would, But do you think do you think Malcolm Marks will play the first game? Uh, so I would I would sit him out for the whole tournament to be honest because I don't think he's going to get rusty and I think we need we need to know that Bongi can can do the job which I think he can but you know it's just a bit of a security. But, I think that they'll start Bongi this weekend and send Mark straight to New Zealand though. Yeah, which yeah, I think is no, no, that's no. probably a good call. Uh, and then Tighthead, um, we mostly most likely looking at Franz Malherber. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's permanently in need of match fitness, so yeah. But I think I think in Yukano again, he might start this weekend when they're resting their sort of main. Yeah, I'm done with that. I mean, it's back. kind of the same as Lucid. Like, there's no real wrong answer. Even Vincent Koch, I think, would be solid. Um, oh, I kind of think we should start the overseas guy if this is the way we're going. Like, I think everyone knows my opinion on this that I don't think we should play anyone from overseas. But we need to kind of see what where their levels at because we don't really know. Like the yeah. Super AB guys, you can sort you know the like, sort of level of the competition. Like mm. the other one, you know, it's a bit of a guess. Yeah, sure. So with that in mind, um, for Lux, we've got uh, we've got Franco Mostert there, who we probably we need to see a bit in the flesh. Obviously, Urban. I don't know if he's back from injury or whatever, but or he's about he's in between injuries at the moment. Um, Mm. Yeah, I think he's between injuries he's currently. Between yeah. Injuries, yeah, currently, uh, just recovered from injuries. He's still with the. the blue but I think he, I think he'll play a bit of curry cup first. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um. So and yeah. Arcade, uh, uh, but I think the, the the strongest starting second row is, is tricky. But I think Irbin for me, and if Mostert's fit and firing, then sure. Irbin it's better. I I don't I don't think Mostert adds much value off the bench. To be honest, I would rather have Archie coming off the bench. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, mean, I think I th- I th- th- it depends, right? So, if we're if we're winning the game in the last twenty minutes, Franco Mustard will don't, will keep them out. He'll just yeah, tackle. don't don't bring don't bring on Archie. But though. don't bring on Archie. But if we're losing the game with like ten bring minutes on to Archie, go, yeah. bring on Archie because he might just win it for us. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe we can. I don't know. Do you like it's not, no, it's, it's, like, I feel maybe we're doing Archie a disservice. It's more like we just yeah. saying how solid Franco Mostert is. Like. Yeah, it's just like Mostert is, is like a low error rate player. Like he just doesn't miss tackles. He doesn't make mistakes. Archie will like will throw a 50-50 pass, you know, just, mm. to, just to see what happens kind of thing. And more often than not, it will work. So he's, he's got a different skill set. Um, okay, Lucy's work gets pretty interesting. By all accounts, we're looking at Quacha starting for the... the Although, first game. Yeah, although... No, they said the, the New Zealand game they want Quack. Yeah, the Quack is looking... He's likely to be the starting open side with Khaleesi injured. So, I guess that leaves Francois Lowe and Marcel Kutsia. I really want to see Marcel Kutsia. Yeah, well, the thing is, we, 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 we have to see Marcel Kutsia. Like, yeah. we don't... Like, if you want to take him to the World Cup, he needs... 160 minutes in this rugby championships. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and this is a good good chance to just let him play rather than one of the main guys against Australia in the first match. Yeah. I think they have to pick him. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, then blindside, who do you take? 
incentive for this. Well, pre- presumably they. But I think you can play Peter Steff in both game in at least two of the three games because he's just off injury. Still... But he's also so fragile. Like I yeah. feel like he doesn't. He does need a bit of like looking after. I just think his like his body takes such a fucking beating. Like I'd rest him. I, yeah, I, I, I think he's like Marks. Like he's not going to get rusty. So I'd rather send him send him to New Zealand and wrap him up in cotton wool. So then you would play. Um, Who's there? Alstad there now? Yeah, so I, I, guess yeah I, I guess I'd play Alstad for yeah, the same well, reason. You know, as, you know it's the same logic if you want to. Yeah. Like, I've, I nev- I've never rated Alstad, but if he's doing wonderful things, let's see if he can take it to. Let's see if he can do wonderful yeah. things. Yeah. That's At, true. Uh, from can see a logic. We can't really mm. use double standards that much. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm fine with that. Um, okay, and then 8th man, I guess Dwayne. Dwayne, yeah. Dead, same logic, he should probably be arrested, but then we don't really have another eight. Mm, you could play for yeah, I mean, I guess. So, so, yeah, no, if maybe, they, maybe, maybe, maybe play an all overseas back row yeah. against Australia. That might happen, yeah. Because from the sides of it, Quaka's going um, straight to New Zealand. So if they send Quaka, Dwayne, and Peter Stiff, then you can start all three. So was, is, is Notchie in the squad? No. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was starting. Yeah, he didn't even start for his No, no, I know, I know, but that's that's never stopped other teams. <laughs> Fair enough. It doesn't it doesn't stop Australia from picking Ulysses. Yeah. Um, cool. Scrum off. I guess it's going to be Fuff. Um, and yeah, I, I don't then... think he'll be sent to New Zealand. I think we'll see him starting. Uh, I think Pollard maybe will be sent to New Zealand. We get to see Elton. Um. Yeah. I think I wouldn't be. For for in in my mind, if you're saying okay, th- this rugby championship is pure preparation for the World Cup, okay? Yeah. Which I think that's how we should view it, to absolutely, be honest. Absolutely. Then we should start Herschel Yanchis. Because it's this, it's this, it's the same logic. We looking at this. Fine, play Faf, play Faf, play Faf, play Faf. World Cup semi final, Faf gets injured in the warm up. Hmm. How yeah. do we feel about Herschel Yankees playing 80 minutes when he's has he's got six Springbok caps, but he's got six Springbok caps and 25 minutes of rugby? Like, yeah. well, my guess is that bad. we'd actually we'd actually see Corbus Reinach in that situation. Um, oh yeah, but but, uh, but, but, but even Corbus Reinach, he he hasn't like fine. I think start Yankees with Reinach behind him, send Faf to New Zealand. Yeah, well, whoever whoever's yeah. next in line should start this game, I guess. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's, okay, go, let's get a move on. Um, centers. Um, you, I guess you got a combination of Um, Esther Hayes, and Dalenda uh, and Krill. So I, um, I, I don't think any. I of them... wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I would stay away from Esther Hazen because, to be honest, yeah. like uh, he, like he's he's yeah. bland. He's, I think like he's cause, white. because we got like a relatively young or like new combination. Uh, in my mind, the starting combination ought to be. Uh, Dallin and um, 15. And, um, 13, and they yeah. haven't played that much rugby together. And against yeah. England last year, they weren't that great. So I would just say, like, you know, give them as much game time as possible. And yeah, so that would, for me, it would be, it would be Dallin and um. Uh, then back three, we've got options like Dianchi, Corsi, Mapimpi, Colby, Valilaru, Dylan Lades, a lot of different options in the back three. Oh, could, could I? Is it too late to weigh in as Colby at eighth man? <laughs> yes. Is it too late to say, like, do do you think that Rossi is choosing Am ahead of Krill? Is that something that we think that he'll do? Uh, 
I don't know. I, th- I think... I, 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 I don't think so. I think he'll try to keep the, the Allender-Creole combination. Because that's... Like, I think, I think combinations are less important in some positions. But I do think you, your center pairing, it is important that they appearing like you you pick two of them together hmm. and do you think Same that's logic Am, Am is probably not the best bench player just in terms of like versatility do you think that just no but that's like, another thing so, Creole is incredibly useful on the bench yeah but then also someone like Francois Stein covers centers fullback wing tight head yeah, I, I guess using our same logic with uh, our, with you know our, our foreign back row then Francois Stein should probably play this game as well yeah, he should. Oh, well, I need to know what the fuck his fitness story is. Like, can he even walk? Alright. Um, okay, so for me, I would have my Pimpy left wing. Uh, I think that I've always said wing, especially left wing, is the one position that you, you pick on form no matter what. And my Pimpy is on form. Last year, I played with Janchi by all rights, best left winger in the country. Um, I don't think he's been that good this year, although he got better towards the end. But Mapimpi has w- been doing it all season long. He's he's just been so good. I would pick Janchi as my first choice, but this weekend I would go for Mapimpi. But I think Janchi may go straight to New Zealand too. Hmm. Um, I think he's been better than you give him credit for in Super Rugby. Well, I think he's been fine, but I just don't think he's been as good as Mapimpi. Um, yeah, so... Right wing, I don't know, I like Nkosi. But, but you like Colby too. I do like Colby. It's true. <laughs> Decisions. Yeah. It's do you like Dylan Leds? Uh, I do like Dylan Leds actually. I think he, yeah, he had a good season. Yeah, I don't know. Well, so well, let's start with maybe with fullback. Would you guys be <laughs> wanting to play Villarreal fullback? By all reports, Villarreal's form is way down, and Villarreal is a form player. Like. Yes. He's like he's a confidence player. Like if if Villarreal isn't confident, he's there's no point in starting him. Yeah. There's no point in playing him. Like, but who would you play ahead of him? Because I don't think Galant's form has been good. Um, I also think Villarreal was really important in that sort of back three, um, like combination. The way it operated, yeah. So yeah. I think so. If you're looking for a, almost not a like for like because they're different players, but like, if you're looking for that same kind of influence then I think you have to replace him with Francois Stein because then you get the experienced fullback. And then you can have the, mm-hmm. a bit more youth and flair. So you have Mapimpi left wing, let's say Colby right wing or Incorsi, and then Francois Stein fullback. And then, yeah. and then I mean, let's say it's Mapimpi and Corsi and then you have Colby at number 23. So you can cover 11, 14, 15. And 8. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I I wanna I wanna see Colby on the field. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, like, I don't know. I think it's not dwell on this for too long. There's a lot for for Rassi to think about. Um, cool. I think that's this brings us to the end. Uh, for Argentina, suffice. Oh to say, no, no, we we we're gonna do we want to talk about the. Okay, good. It's all right. Just, good. Just, Sorry, Ellie. Just relax. So for Hathley. Um, okay, yeah, I'm relaxed. So I'm relaxed. The Argentina side is basically going to be the Haguaros plus like Santiago Cordero and Facunda Isa and uh, Nicolas Sanchez, pretty much. Um, okay, That's going to be a good side. Ben, would you like to tell us what happened between the Fiji, the flying Fijians and the New Zealand Maoris? Fiji were fucking heat and they own the Maoris. 
<laughs> Mitchell Karpik had a surprisingly good game. <laughs> Mitchell Karpik always plays his best rugby for the Maori. The, the, the Maori <laughs> yeah, it's all his Maori blood. Like, he just wants to honor his ancestors. You yeah. know? <laughs> Mitchell Karpik is like the New Zealand version of Manuskuban. Pretty much. Yeah, like yeah he is literally. They might be the same person. I have no proof they are not the same person. Um, cool. Yeah, it was a but good game. Some of the continuity from the Fijians, like just keeping it alive, and then some of the ridiculous like uploads and behind the yeah. back passes. It was a lot of fun. It's almost like someone. What? What? Like, the criticism of Fiji always used to be like, obviously they're amazingly gifted and athletic, but like they've got no technique. So like they and always structure. Like, yeah, like they yeah. always struggle with like structure and like set pieces and like racking and it's almost like someone went to them and was like oh you guys are never going to do well because you suck at racking and they were like hmm <laughs> we won't ruck <laughs> yeah. yeah you can't suck at racking if you never have to rack and they just like they just never die with the ball and, like as soon as someone gets tackled they pop it up then they're back on their feet and, like it's like this never ending conveyor belt of offloads and yeah and if you practice that every day prepared, <laughs> it, just, it just looks like so much fun yeah, no, they were they were pretty good, um, and they didn't even have their full their full squad, uh, and like, I think they were missing a couple of guys who will go to the World Cup with him. But, but I reckon um, Australia and Wales must be a bit worried now after I, seeing I how so, well they played because they're in the group at the Rugby World Cup. because yeah. if you can get under no, the like skin, I wouldn't. I... If you can get under the skin of 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 like a, a Welsh team. Or even an Australian team. Like Australia's missing Pocock and, and Falau. And let's say they get like a, an injury to another key player. Like, um, I don't know, let's say Falau Fainga. Because they don't seem to have a replacement for him. Or even like Rory Arnold. And suddenly like their forward, their forward pack doesn't look that good anymore. And the Fijians just like come out all guns blazing. And I mean all it takes is one solid 80 minute performance. And you're fucked. It's what happened to France in 2011 against Tonga. So I don't know. Like, I, there's it's it's a long shot, but there's a chance that Fiji could put off an upset at the World Cup for sure. Do you think that um, if Marika Karabeti chose chose to play for Fiji, do you think he would be like maybe the tenth choice wing, or is that being generous? Oh uh, God, I don't know. Like, I think he I think he would have developed into being a better player than he is, actually. <laughs> Because I think, you like, think Australians are telling them to just run hard. Yeah, I think they they've like they don't they can't wrap their heads around like the natural Fijian flair, so they kind of like just tell him to to make things easy. They like just stand on your wing, like they basically do what the Bulls do did with like Speckman and Super Rugby. They like just stand on your wing and wait for the skillful players to you know, do a set piece and you'll get the ball at some point. Instead of just letting uh, him loose and like letting him just flare naturally. But yeah, I mean, actually, like I don't know. I'd, I'd say if he was in Fiji, he probably wouldn't even be a wing. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he'd even be a rugby player. He'd be, <laughs> he'd just, he'd be, like he'd a, be a former. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I thought it was a really good game. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Metcha Smith was terrible. Uh, you know. Okay. Are you happy, yeah. Ben? Is that what you wanted to say? Yeah, no, I just wanted to acknowledge that Fiji did really well and they were. I think they could Pull some surprises at the World Cup. Yeah, no, agreed. And I okay. just give a special mention to Akira for his attempted tackle on uh, Mata. It was Mata, Mata, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> God, it was so bad. It was like, not even, not even attempt. An attempt yeah. is being. I just think uh, the next time someone says, "I can't believe Akira only's not with All Blacks," like you just got to show them that, and then you'll understand why Hansen doesn't rate him. Would Would, would Kieran Reid have done better? Yes. 
Yeah, I mean, Kuranui may not have stopped him, but Kuranui would have at least put his body on the line. Exactly. Do, do, you, know, do you know what I'm starting to push is uh, way to Douglas for that all-black 8 man berth? Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's a good player. I would have had him there ahead of uh, like mm. Dalton Papili or something in the squad. No, he's not, but like he's just taking up a loose forward spot. And I think Fetu Douglas can also slot in as like a blindside flanker, so... I just would have had. No, he can play blindside. I would have rather had Fetu as like a utility forward, like they do with Hemipur, except for the Lucies. Okay, um, we're done with that. Then the last thing for us to do before I get to go take my dog for a walk and make a butter chicken curry is Super Brew. So let's start with the curry. Are you, make, are you making a curry for yourself? Uh, yes, I am. I am. Because my wife, um, since. Uh, I, I haven't answered this on air, but since my wife is pregnant, she doesn't Yay! like the smell. Yeah, news, news to everyone. Um, she doesn't like the smell of curry. So even though we just got back from India a couple of months ago with all sorts of curry spices and super excited to make curries, she's forbidden me from making her a curry. So now that she's out of town for the weekend, I can make myself a curry. And then I can double it down as lunch for the next couple of days. Oh, so nice. plan. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I thought you were making like curry for one. I was like, "Fuck, can you even <laughs> no, do that?" Uh, I am making curry for one, just over three days. Yeah, but it's, it's just, you, you're making curry for three or four <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah, uh, I mean, I hope it ends up that way, and I don't end up just fucking guzzling it all tonight in the dark, <laughs> naked. And <laughs> 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 um, just sitting in the corner of the shower, just <laughs> guzzling curry, and, yeah, like devouring. <laughs> Just ladle by ladle, not even like just with the pot, not even <laughs> in a bowl or anything, like no bismati rice or naan, just like the pot of butter chicken and a ladle in the shower. But I, 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 I often do this when, when Joe's away. Like I'll... Uh, this exact thing. I like... Or... I like you know, similar, <laughs> but I, I, I put like an unnecessary... Like I, like I really overrate the amount of effort it takes to wash a dish. Yeah. So I'll be like... <laughs> Oh, should I just eat this out the saucepan and like then I don't have to wash a plate? Like when yeah. you know it takes like what, like five seconds to wash a plate or whatever. But you know, I'll be like, Ooh, do I want to dirty a new knife or should I just use this wooden spoon I was stirring the curry with? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know how the curry goes. Um. All right. Game one of the curry cup. Crick was playing the Pumas in Kimberley Friday night. What do you guys think? Two underdogs. Friday afternoon. Friday, 5 o'clock, yeah. Oof. Great quiz. Um, so, I mean, they, I both, they both played a good game on the weekend. Pumas went unbeaten in the Super yep. Sport Challenge, but then lost to the Great quiz in the finals, so it's, it's going to be a close game. I'm and also, um, Stonehouse is going to uh, say, uh, sorry, Great quiz, your field is too hard. At Rugby Field has to legally have grass on it. So they're going to have to move out of whatever it's called, uh, Otaniqua Park, Tuffle to Lager. find a field with grass. Tuffle Lager Park, oh, if you don't mind. Tuffle Lager yeah. That's a bit cheeky of a Namibian beer to go sponsor. Yeah. Oh, that's just taking the person. Like, <laughs> Namibia just flaunting the beer. Because Otaniqua Park is in George. Everyone knows that. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I think you're Vodaclava Park. But, um... Anyway, okay, so I've, I've, I've but got... But yeah, Alex, Namibia, stop flaunting your economic success, Namibia, okay? We, just go we don't go to your country and We don't know how to spend it. We don't know how to spend all this money we've got lying around. 
we like you know when Man United gets sponsored by like an Asian brand, which doesn't even they don't even sell it in the UK. That's yeah. what you guys are doing. Except you also sell Tarsal. <laughs> My we get it. Your country's your country's booming. You're the you're the Singapore of Southern Africa, Alex. Well done. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> it was all me. It was all me. Um, okay. Well, you you, you le- why, why did we say you left? Oh, because you bribed on charcoal once. Yeah, yeah, but I've also I've also come here to undermine uh, to sabotage the local economy in South Africa, so that it's easier. Yeah, to you were, to you, were to you were drinking all the water in Cape Town to yeah. tank it. They sent me here to, to manufacture a demand for Tafel Lager so that they could get enough brand uh, recognition to take over Kimberley. And, yeah, then, and then the world. Okay, uh, last <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> so Friday night, so we got double hit on Friday. That's quite interesting. Blues hosting the Cheetahs. I think the Bulls will win. I think they'll bounce back from this weekend's performance a bit better and the Cheetahs will be a bit rusty with their first game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then yeah. finally, Johnson Kings Park Stadium, Durban, Saturday afternoon at 2. Um, who even watches rugby at 2? What the fuck? Then the Sharks... Yes, the Springbok matches afterwards. Huh? Yeah. Sharks, oh, Sharks, are hosting, yeah. Sharks are hosting Western Province. So, are the Sharks going to make a fight back? Do the Western Province rumble on? What do you guys think? Sorry? Who's the Sharks front row? Uh, Kenny, <laughs> um, Kieran from Furin. Kieran from Furin and. Majola. Yeah, Majola, that's right. I'm gonna say uh... Sharks. Okay. Again, I've got, I've got Sharks by three on my Super Brew, but I, I might change it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll say Sharks, why not? Okay, uh, rugby championship, Argentina, New Zealand. Oh. And that's a weak New Zealand side, huh? This is a tough one, yeah. I think, I want to say the game of the weekend, this one. I think so, yeah. Quick was Pumas could be pretty heat. I don't think I'll be able to watch Quick was Pumas. It's 5 o'clock on a Friday, what the hell? Don't act like you do things no, at like, 5 o'clock on a Friday, uh, full. Don't act no, like you do No, but how are people getting off work? Like, because we... That's like, you, as work finishes, this game starts. Like, how, how are people going to watch it? Have you been to Kimberley? Yeah, it's... Like, you're well, literally... No, but... You're, you're like, you're, you're, they got to fucking out get your, out... No, you're like, you'll walk out of your office block, trip over, and you'll be in front of the Tafelaga Park. Okay, yeah, but they also have to get fucking out the mines and shit, like the Great Hall of Kimberley. <laughs> like that, that that's, that's gonna take a few, like, a, like at least twenty minutes to get out of. Like, I bet you the elevator's super slow. I'll probably just stop working at lunchtime. <laughs> like the whole town will come to a standstill. Take off day. Uh, all right. So you guys reckon you haven't actually told me? So who's gonna win? Argentina, New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand just. <laughs> I'm gonna say Argentina. I don't know. Like, I, I think they, I think they got it in them to scalp New Zealand. Okay. Yeah, they definitely do. But it's gonna be close. Okay. Mm. Um. Then. I, th- I think if Argen- if Argentina are gonna beat New Zealand, this is the best chance they've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, then South Africa, Australia, big one for us at least. Yeah, I think even with the B team, South Africa will win. I think so too. Yeah, what, what time is that? Uh, that's at five. Fuck! I've got an engagement party. Mm, I've got a bri. Oh. What? But hopefully the bri will get rugby. Frank do this every year. Like Frank on does purpose. this every fucking year. But we need to tell him he's got to, he's got to get the because it's not his birthday or anything. Last time. Yeah, I haven't confirmed yet. <laughs> uh, I think I'm keen to go, but then he must just commit to having the rugby on. Anyway, um, yeah, so I think I think Springboks should win. I'd say Springboks, so, so Springboks by about five. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool guys. Um, I think that's pretty much it. We've been going for for um, I don't know. I can't remember when we started bantering. About two hours. So hopefully the sponsors won't um, give us too much grief. Uh, Phil, thank you very much. Um, I will. Pr I promise to return your headset as soon as possible. Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure. Ben, thank you as well. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I didn't. Uh, as discussed, I don't know why I was hosting. Um, but I refuse to do it again. I don't um, know why I'm here. Cool. And if you're listening, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rugby. Uh, enjoy the Curry Cup, please. Don't be negative about it. And yeah, hopefully the Springboks can do us all proud and get a good kickoff to the 2019 campaign. We're out. Peace.